in the tooth. Yeah, it doesn't stay too long. So that's a, it's, it's like a it's a poor man's filling. <laughs> it's, a, it's a poor man's filling. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. At backside attack. At Vic Sabe. Welcome back, homie. Thanks, bro. You were uh, under the weather. I was uh, fleeting from the from the cold. You were fleeting from the cold. Fleeing actually, like, from, from the cold. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I was from the outside actually um, oh the well it was some some awful weather yeah edmonton and got, you were sick. yeah edmonton got like the, some of the worst weather on the planet yeah i mean it was um we kind of we heard about that polar vortex yeah they had in the south like not too long ago mm-hmm. we had the canadian version of that we didn't have the hurricane the the ice cold winter hurricane that newfoundland got mm-hmm. those poor bastards got messed up they got messed up and they got a ton ton of snow no it was a lot it was mm-hmm. crazy crazy like i'm like how much well, why is that I was, I was looking at those, those some of those videos and people were shoveling uh out their driveways they look like that was i feel like i was i was in um you know when they showed uh in the shining when he's running through that maze and there's <laughs> that, all that snow that's like, just piled high yeah and when, I was like, when the kid's getting away from jack yeah and yeah. Uh, so i was like why is that so like that's crazy and they're like oh by the way this is our car you can't yeah. even see it it's crazy. Yeah, and but so luckily we didn't get a lot of snow because you know we get yeah. you get snow when it's extremely cold. Mm-hmm. So there's no uh, there's no moisture in the air, right? Because it's so it's so cold. But the once the hum- once it gets warmer and the humidity drops, that's when, when the, the humidity ice, goes man. up, and then yeah, yeah that, that's when it just comes down and down and down. Well, we're lucky in Alberta. Like we get it's pretty cold. Mm-hmm. And it gets pretty crazy cold up here. We are. The, I think we're still considered the most northernmost um, like capital. major capital in the world. Yeah. As far as like the lines of uh, is it latitude? Latitude goes right, mm-hmm. but um, we we don't get that crazy snowfall like they get over there. Like they get the snowfall over there that's just out to hurt you. Yeah, because I think they're Mother Nature's mad. Yeah, there's. I don't want to. I'm not going to pretend to know what I don't know, but I think that's just because that they have, they're by the they're by the ocean, mm-hmm. so everything is more um, the humidity. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. So like their humidity uh, can can go up and down. Yeah, um, they get so, ice storms. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So it's like they get they get more volatile uh, weather. Whereas we has we get more predictable weather. Exactly. Like we know it's gonna get we know it's gonna be cold. Yeah. We know we're gonna get snow, but like we don't have copious amounts of like like we won't get dumped on where it's like you know you can't even like this where the city's gonna shut down. But then summer hits and then the weather the the tornadoes get yeah. mad at you right. I mean we we have I mean you're right it's predictable here it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had a little tooth whistle there. Uh, it's not so bad, but like, you know, at the same time, we, we give and we take. Like, we know it's going to be cold, but we're not going to get cold hurricanes mm-hmm. in the summertime. The, the wind is angry. Yeah. it's um The, the, the thing is that the gods the, of the sky yeah, cause are upset. Wind ruins everything. Yeah, wind. <laughs> wind, wind, wind can ruin a, a nice day because um, it can be sunny and beautiful outside. Yeah. And then when it's windy, you're like, yeah. okay, it's like, so like, uh, okay, we can't play tennis outside. We can't play yeah. sports outside. So then, uh, or. I don't know. Women get their hair messy, whatever it is, right? <laughs> which is understandable, right? Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. So, though. but like, uh, um, yeah. So, but by the same token, it's like you can. That's why I never complained about the weather we're getting right now because because of what's going on in Australia. I'm like they they oh, wish man. they wish they wish that we they got what we have right now. It's it's brutal. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's so sad. I can't even watch videos of it. It's sad. Oh man, the koalas and shit. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear about how many people were deliberately starting fires, yep. not deliberately, but just like through assholery, yep. caused issues with fires out there. Mm-hmm. It's just like the whole thing is a gigantic yeah. mess. A billion animals died. And, and, well, not like animals, like but everything, like included. A, a billion. They're estimating of, like, a billion wildlife. Yeah, a billion, yeah, a billion, including animals and and the insect life, like every everything that lives. And Australia's got like a pretty pretty like a strong ecosystem when it comes to animals mm-hmm. they have what is it like 10 out of 11 or 9 out of 10 of the most dangerous species in the world yeah that's why i don't want to go there yeah australia is, des- is designed to kill you yeah 
Um, I remember like my cousin got married and uh, some of the some of our relatives that we just met for the first time they're from Australia they're like yeah, yeah man you guys gotta come down and I'm come like come on down no like, like no say, like, come on down come on yeah damn nice guys like and then uh, but uh, I was like no fucking away Boy. I'm not going there <laughs> I'm not I'm not coming to where you are yeah because where you are is dangerous AF I don't want to see I, yeah I don't want to see a fucking I don't want to see any of this shit that, Man, that about, I see uh, on National Geographic. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That mm-hmm. is a National Geographic special yeah. ready to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nine times I almost died in Australia. Uh, I was going to go down there like about maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I had this whole trip planned because we were doing all that uh, the video stuff back then. And I was going to go from one end to the other. And I didn't quite grasp exactly how I was going to do it. Like I had an idea of how I was going to go because I, I had done it across India already. Um, you, I, want, you want to go on a walkabout? No, not a walkabout. Just like a full travel. Like when I went across India, I literally did... Like car, motorcycle, bus, train, camel, this horse. Is, this is east to west, I'm assuming, right? Um, I did east to... No, I did west to east. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did east to west the second time by train. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, was, west um, to east. Sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, I did mm-hmm. west to east. And uh, west to east was pretty great because I mm-hmm. started in uh, the old Mumbai. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was like a, a train out. that I ended up in uh, in Rajasthan. I mm-hmm. took a motorcycle like all the way around Rajasthan. Um, then went to Uday, uh, not Uday, but Jaisalmir, got a camel out there, went up north to the border Yep. Um, on like a three and a half day, four day trek. Um, no, that was the second time, but I've done it a few times where it was just like every way you could go across the country. I wanted to go across the country Yeah, and seven weeks and it just like, you know, it, it rebuilds you mm-hmm. because it's such a, like if you can, I always say, if you can do India, you can fucking do anything Yeah, because it is like Disneyland in, in that it's not really harmful mm-hmm. in the same, like you, there are a lot of issues. There's the rapes. I mean, there are some people out there yeah. who want to do bad things. Um, there's a lot of issues there, but as a guy traveling across India who looks I look weird enough that I'm not really uh, accosted too much. So I can travel fairly freely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do every way I could. I wanted to go every single way I could do it. I mm-hmm. wanted to do it. I wanted to experience the whole thing. Yeah. And I kind of did. And I did it again the second time by rail where I took like a 36-hour third-class rail ride from uh, Calcutta into um, uh, Benares. Is that where you're like you're actually lying next to him like a total stranger? Oh, yeah, total strangers. I was standing for most of it, uh-huh. but it was I, I took the wrong trip. Like I was kind of misinformed on how I was going to do it. I, t- I thought I was taking a, an express train. Yeah, but I was pretty much taking an express like LRT. So I was on the train, and then I was overnight. I kind of fell asleep for a little bit. When I woke up, I look at the time. Like I've already been on this thing for five or six hours. Yeah. Um, it moves kind of slow at night or day, no matter what it is. So I kind of told myself like you're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to man up. I don't care how long it takes. You're just going to do it. I could have gotten off anywhere and taken a car faster, or I could have probably like gotten onto a bicycle well, and gotten across faster. It's part, it's part of the adventure. Yeah, it was part of the adventure. It really felt like I was on like a prison train, like okay. everybody's sleeping up top in the bunks. And okay, so if you have all your stuff, yeah. So this this is out of curiosity because I've I've no idea mm-hmm. what would it be like. So this is I guess this this is what my fear would be. Yeah. So if you have like all of your, um, so I'm assuming your luggage is going to be safe no matter what, right? Well, no. Yes and no. Okay, so okay, there's there's one number one fear. Number two is that what if you have whatever you have on you, I mean, you're safe for the most part. You're not gonna like you're not gonna get mugged. Nobody's gonna try to take your stuff. Um, if you're in a weird part where all of a sudden you do see a lot of kids come on there who might try to like I don't know cut your fanny pack off something like that, you might see something like that. Mm-hmm. But generally, you're pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, when it comes to traveling across in in the rail, and again that that's from a male perspective. Again, I did travel with a bunch of women too. Who had meat on the road? Like you just be kind of going, and you see a tourist, and yeah, you, you see a maple leaf or an American flag, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You start like talking to them because you're both not from there. Mm-hmm. And then um, there are a lot of girls who are traveling on their own who had no problem too. Mm-hmm. Now that could be luck. It could be because they were more savvy. They're a little bit more aggressive. Who knows? 
Now, maybe they just had an idea of how to how to interact with the locals. Yeah. I wasn't going to get them in trouble, but I just don't think there is there is trouble, but there's not it's not bad. Tourism isn't too too bad out there. Oh, okay. So you can still do it. But your stuff, like you're saying, I travel super light. I'm a one backpack guy when I travel. Three or four shirts. Give a lot of my stuff away. The shoes I've got on are the shoes I'm I'm gonna have for the rest of my trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really travel heavy. Mm-hmm. Like my bag is like twenty pounds max, mm-hmm. max twenty pounds. So I usually just have my backpack on. And when I get on the train, I'm just traveling with like my, my backpack on me. Yeah. If I'm sitting down, I just turn it around, have my hands on it. It's a pillow. It's a headrest. It's a footrest. Like my backpack has been. I love that thing, man. Yeah, I'd have to. Uh, I think I like, to be perfectly honest with myself. Like it's uh, it'd be a noble cause to do what what you did mm-hmm. um well i mean for yourself it's a personal thing right it's a personal thing yeah yeah personally speaking mm-hmm. i would uh i think i would do the same thing mm-hmm. but i would five star it the entire time and you can, you can. i would have to because i think i'd, I'd be I just because of the fear man there were times when i would like because i traveled like cheap i mean that that train ticket was five bucks five dollars canadian right and it took Mm -hmm. me across like a third a quarter of the country Mm -hmm. but um like there were times when i would do that kind of traveling where you're on a bus with like 200 people yeah and you're just like crammed packed yeah see that's 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 one thing i couldn't i could i wouldn't be able to do because i just the claustrophobia that would get you huh yeah i I would start like i start swinging you just start swinging i would yeah but i would go from that to like a first class like I took one where uh, my buddy booked me a ticket, but he booked a ticket for me because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to take a nicer train. He's like, I'll set you up. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it was like, um, like second class at the top level. So I was uh, put into a, a little bunk in a train that went from Benares to, I think I went all the way to Mumbai in that train. Anyway, I was in that thing and it was four people to a, bu- to a room. Mm-hmm. So it was myself, uh, a guy above us who didn't talk a whole lot. And then a father and son across from me. And the kid was wicked into cricket, and I'm wicked into baseball. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the differences. He was educating me about cricket, and I was telling him about the about baseball. Mm-hmm. And we just talked for most of the trip until I got off. Mm-hmm. But you were it, it felt old school because like it was like paisley wallpaper. Yeah, the whole thing was like red, plush, lush rooms and carpets, and like the whole thing was very cool. Mm-hmm. We had our own little private washing station. Like it wasn't a shower or anything. Yeah, but you could use a sink, and it had a toilet, and it was like super clean. The guy mm-hmm. would come in and clean it. Yeah, I was like man, this is like this is way too nice. It was only forty five bucks. Mm. but it was super nice okay it was really cool okay but cool. um yeah i was gonna do that that kind of made me think i wanted to do that across australia and i just didn't have an idea exactly how different it would be and it seems like as rough as india was australia seems like it'd be harder to do i think so too yeah it's travel across the country the thing is like there's australia, massive yeah because australia is, is complete like things are on the coast yes and especially on the east coast and so you are like you're crocodile dunding it like completely throughout. It feels the, like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right though in that sense. Like you have to almost kind of like four star, three star, four star that whole trip. Yeah, exactly. Or hire somebody. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. Or hire somebody. It, yeah, it just seems like it'd be it'd be crazy because yeah. I wanted to go from that, guy, that person the coast have a to gun, <laughs> right? Like an elephant gun and like a knife and a knife. He's got yeah. a knife. Yeah. You have to have a guy who's got like a spoon or a knife. And yeah. uh, he has yeah, to. He, he has to. Guy, he has to have fought like ten gators like. At a minimum, he's a gator pro. Yeah, I want to see his resume before his uh, before we we take off. His name is Mick. Yeah, his his, his first wounds, name is I want wounds and everything. Wounds and everything. Yeah, or his last name is Dundee. One or the other. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about earlier about speakers, and you mentioned that you had some uh, some family where you went to go listen to the weekend's new new track. Um. Yeah. Um. Apparently, uh, it's really good. It's like a throwback. Yeah. It's a, it's the that new weekend song is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called. Um, is it sick? It's yeah, it's sick. Uh, it's nice. it's called Blinding Lights, hmm. and uh, yeah, it's um. We were 
um, yeah, just like, uh, um, we, so my uncle was like thinking about getting a sound bar and, uh, obviously his, uh, my aunt, my aunt was like, goes, no, you're not getting another, because he has like, <laughs> his, his house is like fully teched out. And, uh, he's a little bit of a tech nerd. Yeah. Uh, or he just, he likes technology, appreciates technology. He loves mu- listening to music. That's um, awesome. I, that's, that's the one thing, right? He's like, he was like the, the uncle that always listened to like really good uh, music in the 70s and the 60s, like when he was growing up. He had a hi-fi? Yeah, he like listened to like like Beatles and like, uh, he listened to all that stuff. That's rad. Yeah, so um, we... You know, we, we may have been immigrants, but we were into cool shit. Yeah, my, 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 like my parents, like my dad's uh, vinyl collection is, was, is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's definitely some gems in there if you, if you dig. Uh, so yeah, so we just, um, and he had an old uh, Denon uh, uh, receiver that because like he wanted to like because he was, we loved going to his house and, live, and watching because uh, he had one of those big those big old school TVs like those big ones oh no way so like we the like, big box yeah the big huge box and yeah. uh, uh, it's uh, yeah and we we watched uh, like when, when Lord of the Rings came out we, we he got the the receiver and like he got the big surround system and everything oh, that's and, rad. And, and he got these massive these massive tower speakers right and so we're like okay so then finally I found out that he had a Chromecast Ultra. Yeah, so, uh, so we're like, okay, so let's find out if we can do. So if you have, as long as you have an optical output, mm-hmm. LT for we can work it, right? So mm-hmm. then we took us took us a while. Then we just we MacGyvered it. So like we took the receiver in there. Then we pick up these massive tower speakers, put them in his living room, <laughs> and uh, they worked. That's awesome. And so we spent about after that we spent about four four hours. We, we were there till like two thirty in the morning just listening to beats. Nice. And then uh. One of them was like my cousin goes, uh, uh, he goes, have you heard the new weekend song? And I said, no, I have not. And he put it on mm-hmm. and, uh, I just, like, I, I told him that I've been telling them since, like, I told him this, like, a, since I've heard it, uh, I said, yeah, when you put that song on, my eyes just went like bug eyed because you don't expect it. Like I, I've never been a weekend fan. Mm-hmm. It comes on the radio and you hear it and you're like, it's pretty good. He's not bad. Right. Yeah. Like he has like, I think he has, he probably has like three songs I really, really like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but again, this, did you, when those songs came out, just, just a, out of curiosity, when they came out, were you always kind of surprised every time the, the weekend put something out? They're like, this is really good. Yeah. Like I like his, I don't, I don't buy his albums when, when that's has, what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So when he has like an individual song, that's really good yeah. or that I like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, yeah, that's like, like I like Starboy. I'll, um, um, like Muse, you're going to buy the entire album. Yeah. Like, and you kind of expect it to have a certain quality. To exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. So like, but, uh, um, like I like. Uh, I can't feel my face, and then uh, Strawberry That's with Daft Punk. Yeah, but uh, um, this is one of those songs where you're like, uh, it's like you're like, okay, Weekend knocked it out of the park, oh, and uh, and it has like that old school, like it's it's a pure, it's one of the perf- it's one of the best nighttime driving songs I've heard. I believe uh, you use the term tech noir. Yeah, you, you can listen. Yeah, you'll, I'll put it on for you like, when we're done. But like, yeah, yeah it's, 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 I love the feeling of that though mm-hmm. because that's the music we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's a weird one, right? I kind of feel like. Um, like when we were kids in the '80s, we were almost too young to really groove out to a drive. Like we were, well, we were too young to get into a car and drive and do that kind of stuff. But in our head, we had this idea of being Don Johnson in Miami Vice. Oh, I had like I, I had dreams about that. <laughs> right, listen yeah. to Unhammer mm-hmm. or or some kind of technar noir kind of sound. Yeah, like Mister Mister something, right? Mm-hmm. And just like Depeche Mode and just driving. Yeah, like when I'm an adult, I'm gonna fucking drive like this. Actually, yeah, that's one thing. Um, when uh. My brother and I were, uh, I guess, like I was. I guess when my brother had his car, we would just sneak out in the middle at, at nighttime, yep. and we just go cruising and just listen to that music. Oh yeah, and just go out until like three o'clock in the morning. Let's go driving. God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, hey, I think that's me. I, uh, I had to do something. I had to actually call my, my travel agent. Anyway, uh, we'll get back to that. That's actually a part of the next thing. But the speakers. Um, the reason I was still like into the whole idea of like, speakers and shit, though, is like, have you noticed? Um, did you read anything about Sonos doing all their crap? Where they're cutting out all the security updates? Yeah. Not patching any of their yep, shit? That's right. So it kind of brought up this whole idea of um, on the internet, the buzz this week was, do you own the things that you buy? Mm-hmm. And like, do you really own that stuff? Like mm-hmm. if Sonos cuts out all the security patches mm-hmm. and cuts out all their updates, mm-hmm. you can technically still use a speaker until they decide not to let you even use a speaker, right? Exactly. So they can brick it if you try to use any kind of, I think if you plug it into something that's third party that can't communicate to your Sonos, or if Sonos gets bought or sells, sells divisions of their speaker prop mm-hmm. platform, they can brick all your shit and you can't really use it anymore at all. Whereas before, like the ones that your your uncle had, like these guys here, you plug these zines plug into them in anything, they, yeah, and like good to go. I swear to God, and like uh, it's, um, and those like like, and we talked like I've talked about like with my because really big, I've talked about with my my family and stuff like that. We've talked about it and uh, a real sit down discussion. Yeah, real like we talked about like how we were listening to music and we're mm. like you're sitting there and you're like nothing beats these sound systems. Like, these old school machines, man. Like they, they and they're not even like I think he bought those speakers in two thousand four or five. Or oh, something. Damn. oh, so they're like they're they are modern. Yeah, and they are. And then you take the, the you take the the front like the cover off the, yeah. du- the dust cover, and it is like you just look at them. You're like, man, those like these things were built yesterday. They're rad. And uh, and you don't need a subwoofer; they just sound crisp and clear. Yeah. Well, these things, I think each one has a sub. Yeah, I mean, like when you think about these old Zenith speakers, like if I had cranked them, I remember the first time I really kind of got a got an idea of what they could do and they kind of became my speakers mm-hmm. was bad boys come out and uh bad boys is out on on vhs fucking i had that thing sitting over yep. here and i plugged the old zenith receiver into my tv into these things and the picture wasn't great mm-hmm. but man when that car comes rumbling down the road yeah these things are like the whole floor starts vibrating mm-hmm. you don't need a subwoofer for that kind of shit man actually they, they i just uh i went to uh i stopped by best buy and i found out that uh, they're selling a uh, uh bad boys one and two on 4k in the in a pack Oh, probably. And I was like, uh, I was like, you did it. No. I didn't oh, you didn't do it. do it. Oh, it'd be worth it just for the first one. The second one is a lot. The, the second, second one is, is, is it, the, the second one is bonkers. Yeah, it's cra- It's a yeah. lot. I mean, the second one feels like they crammed an entire TV series yeah. into a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And it's just, I, it feels like a movie, like but, a series. But the second one has the best scene in, in Bad Boys history. <laughs> Which scene? Reggie. Reggie. Remember that guy who pick, comes to pick up that, that his daughter for that date? Oh, yeah, yeah. When when Will Smith goes full gangster on him? That was, that's the best scene. He goes all ghetto? He's like, you ever made love to a man? No. Uh, no. You want to? You want to? <laughs> that kid was nervous. Yeah, that was that was real. That was that was like Cosby Show era. Like, you know, like, you know, before he knew he was a rapist. That was Cosby Show era intimidation. Yeah, because Will Smith was talking about that at a... Uh, him and... He was at the... Um, uh, he was on the Breakfast Club radio st- show hmm. uh, with Charlemagne the God. And they were talking about Reggie, and then they they said, uh, "He goes, was that real?" And he said, and then he goes, "Yeah." So what Martin Lawrence did is like before they shot that scene, Martin Lawrence came up to uh, Will Smith, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're crowding my scene." Yeah. He goes, "I can't get any fucking energy <laughs> out there, right?" Can't get any workout. Like, he was just joking, right? But yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like, then Will Smith's like, "Get the fuck out of here, man!" He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about, right?" And he's like, "Don't, he goes, don't listen to that fucking guy, or whatever, right?" And the guy was like, "Okay, I'm on a, sh- I'm on a, I'm on a shoot with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence." And he's nervous. He's nervous, and then and Will- these two are riffing on each other. Yeah, and then he's like. Uh, uh, and then most of us like get the fuck out of here. Then all of a sudden, then that scene comes by, and that that, that genuine look of shock. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's real. He's I like, love those things, though, man. I love it when the camera catches somebody in a genuine moment, mm-hmm. but we don't know it as an audience member. We just think like that's a good that's a good rapport going on with like uh, two actors. Yeah, and he, I think well, they asked. I think um, Charlemagne asked Will Smith. He said, "He said, have you ever kept up with that guy?" 
And they're Reggie? like, yeah, Reggie. And they're like, uh, we're, and they said to each other, like, uh, we're not allowed to talk about that. Oh, no, talk about <laughs> so that. maybe he might, he might be in the new one. Uh, oh, that'll be all right. I, I don't know. I haven't seen the new one, but it's getting good reviews. People seem to really like it. It's yeah. It's been like a little bit of a hit. Yeah, it's because they said it's it's kind of like it's more of a throwback to the the other ones. Mm-hmm. So it feels like an old school action movie. That's good. And because uh, there was like Simpson Bruckheimer mm-hmm. had a feel to it. Oh yeah, those those that production team that I mean like uh, what was it called? Um, Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop Two, Two. definitely like kind of starts the, the feel of that. The Rock, mm-hmm. uh, Bad Boys Bad One, Bad Boys One, Bad huh? Boys Two, maybe not so much, but there was uh, that whole era. Uh, what else? Con Air, uh, Con Air, like uh, all those Simpson Bruckheimer movies. Uh, oh, um, what about uh, uh, Days of Thunder? Days of again, right? Yeah. That oversaturated reds and greens and blues. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Bay kind of cut his teeth on that, yeah. and then he just took that and became a different version of it. But um, he was a big part of that. Oh like, yeah, he, like, yeah. He just he just put sugar on it. That's about oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because how many did he do? Like four of them, pretty much, right? Like he does. I think The Rock, Bad Boys. Did he do Con Air? Or was that no? That was no. Like, that was uh, Simon West. Oh, Simon West. Yeah. Also not bad. Simon yeah, he West did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did Bad Boys one and two. The Island. The he did The Island. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, I did not hate the. Yeah, island. I know. I remember you told me that. You I heard like, a lot yeah. of shit about that movie. Yeah. Like, people were crapping all over it. Yeah. I came on. I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So I watched it, and I was like, this does not suck. Yeah. This movie is not crap at all. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly good. Actually, you know what? You know what's surprisingly good? Hmm. Um, just the way it looks and the way it sounds is uh is Joker. I oh, fi- I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I yeah. finally got. I finally took a look at it. Got around to it. And enjoyed it. Wow, really? I think like, I I didn't buy it to like I didn't really buy it. like that's a movie like I guess like I should own, mm-hmm. but by the same token, it's like I wanted to see the behind the scenes stuff even more. Yeah, because uh, that movie is like uh, I kind of connect to uh, um, Taxi Driver. You could yeah you, the, the easy the, the easy answer is Taxi Driver, yeah. but I think more in the sense of like um, Wrecking for a Dream, where you only have to watch it once. Oh really? Yeah, we're like because Wrecking for a Dream is like one of my favorite movies, but at the same I can't time, watch a movie again. But you can't watch it again. It's a lot. It's so sad. It's like <laughs> it's, it's it's depressing. It's not even just like it's. You're right. It is sad and it yeah, is but depressing. It's like, but but it's such a phenomenal movie. It's phenomenal, but it's like sandpaper on your nerve endings. Yeah. Like it's just one of those movies. Where like I just I, I'm yeah. getting it all in. I understand this is a, a cautionary tale. Yeah. I'm good now. Yeah, you're just watching it. You're like ah ah. Uh, like Fight ah, Club, fuck. Oh I've watched Fight Club like two thousand times. It's pure bedlam, yeah. It's just yeah. like it's like ah. Fight Club is as as grating as as that movie is. It's so enjoyable. Oh, I I can watch Fight Club, but Be- when you look at yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'll begin to answer so like, easily. Yeah, but then you look at a movie in the same it's the same kind of era as Fight Club. Yeah, Requiem for a Dream, same mm-hmm. kind of feel to it, really. Same like director, like a uh, frat pack. Rat pack. It it does have that realistic grittiness to it. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like you can like uh like these are actually these actually Fight Club is actually kind of like it's it is kind of out there, mm-hmm. but at the same time it is more if it does feel grounded as compared to like a lot. <laughs> Fight of Club feels grounded. Well, in a sense of like it's uh, Requiem um, for a Dream is way more grounded. Than Fly. That's, it, like, yeah. that's a very true story. No, but I was saying like yeah, that Requiem for a Dream feels like it's if it, it the fact that it's so grounded, but mm-hmm. it's still like. It's but it's so sad, and depressing, and like it's hard to watch. That's I, I think that's that the fact that it's so grounded. I know that, what you mean in that sense. Like yeah. that's what makes it so hard to like do it for repeat viewings like, of it. When you do watch Requiem for a Dream, you feel like how could somebody let themselves get this far? Yeah, down the hole, mm-hmm. and then you realize that it happens every day, all the time. Yeah, you're like when you're sitting there, you're like, when you're watching that movie, you're like, how do you like? Why are you making that that fucking mistake over and over again? Like it's yeah. it's a uh, like don't do that. 
Do you ever wonder? Because like movies you, like, like that, you, know, you, know, you want to reach in the screen and just save yeah, someone. Yeah, give that's, them a shake. Yeah, that's like, just but that's, that's what you want to do. You want you want don't to take, go ass to ass. Yeah, and, and the thing is like, and it has characters that you care about. Like yeah, all, um, really all of them. Yeah, like 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 Jared Leto. If you feel bad for him, like Marlon. Uh, I feel bad for him. Yeah, and his and, mom and Jennifer Connelly. I just want to rescue her. Like it's just, right. Yeah, just uh and his and uh, Ellen Bernstein. Like yeah, I just want to ah. She she is undeserving of everything she goes through in that yeah. movie. It's like, what is this? Methamphetamines? <laughs> I'll try these. I'll try these. Oh, don't do that. Oh, it's mm-hmm. it's bonkers, man. But I was I always think to myself, like when I see movies like Requiem for a Dream, not so much Fight Club, but those ones that have like that weird because we I feel like society is obviously in layers, right? Mm-hmm. There's guys at the very top. There's the the ultra rich, mm-hmm. like let's like the billionaire point zero zero one percent. Yeah, they have so much of a different lifestyle than what we could ever imagine. But then even within that, there's going to be layers, like the weird Epstein shit where there's all that weird kind of crap going on, the conspiracy theories, because mm-hmm. they control the world. And oh, there's yeah. like a, a kind of a rich that's almost like bored. Like mm-hmm. an old man is like, well, I guess I'll go play golf or shoot a fucking whore in the head. Oh, yeah. Like when it comes to when it comes to like, like, I guess, for lack of a better term, what you're talking about is mm-hmm. lifestyle, right? Lifestyle, right? Is um Or like uh, lifestyle and experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a rainbow. There's a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great way. You yeah. so so nicely. There's a rainbow. Yeah. There really is. Yeah. Or a spectrum, if you want to call a it. A spectrum. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But then like we are in, I feel like we're right in the middle. Like we kind of hover on this like baseline wavelength. Like we have our highs and lows. We kind of see some shit. Like I think... We've both kind of been involved in certain things. We well, saw some shit, but but there's also like you know we think about how, uh, like if you have the zero point one percent, like you know we there's the perception is that it's at it, it's at its high, right? Yeah. But if you look at Epstein, for example, right? Yeah, he does have the material wealth, right? Mm-hmm. But would you trade your life for his? Well, no. I mean, number one, he was murdered in a jail cell. Exactly. <laughs> After he, you know, yeah. created a whore like, island. Like, yeah, because there's just pedophile people, whore yeah, island. Yeah, because like for what we don't know, there's like there's there's multi millions millionaires out there who are mm-hmm. the most depressed people on the planet. Oh yeah, but I mean, to me, it's not so much that the uh, what I was getting at is like there's levels that we don't see that exist. Yeah, that we true. almost can't comprehend. We can't comprehend on yeah, exactly, all yeah. ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's like um. Like our neighbors, for for example, I had a neighbor. I, I our neighborhood is pretty nice for the most part. Like I have no real issues. I know all the people around me for the most. For most, I'm friends with most of them, on almost on a first name basis. But then two houses down, a guy got shot in the chest mm. just just a few years ago. Yeah, because of a really ugly fucking drug deal gone bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like in my neighborhood, so you don't even know what's happening in the houses next to you. So I feel like that happens on so many more levels. It happens with the ultra rich, where there are some ultra rich mm-hmm. who are just ultra rich but normal. And then there's almost like a like a upper echelon of that, where there's like a secret word they accidentally say and they get into that Epstein rich. Where yeah. it's like now you're involved in this conspiracy theory level of weirdness, right? Yeah, like there's if you're once you have once you're rich, you have access to more things, right? Yes. But then like Well, think- you're invited to more things too. You are, yeah, and then more doors are open up to you, right? Yeah. So, like, it depends upon which ones you want to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones are going to create opportunity, but also they can also create like so many problems. And, uh, They're and, and, you, and you, you can get swallowed into that. Oh so. yeah, and um, and that's a, oh, so fucking weird, right? Yeah. Like you get swallowed into such a weird world, but the same thing happens on these people on the bottom end. Like I mean, people who are kind of you know uh, maybe struggling more than we are. Yeah, like they've got that. There's a normal struggle. Mm-hmm. There's people out there who are just like, this is my struggle. Like, I have no money. Mm-hmm. My house is shithole. My kids are crazy. But yeah. whatever. We all do kind of love each other. Mm-hmm. And then, like, add methamphetamines to that mix. Yeah. And now you're in this weirder world. And you you can end up in a world that's full of, like, violence and guns and whores and drugs. And, yeah. And just, like, 
guts played out. Like you can't. Like that sounds really bizarre, but that exists out there, man. It do, yeah, it does and in our neighborhood. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it, it comes. To, it happens to people we know. Yeah. And um, there's actually probably one of the actually one of my friends who I kind of admire the most. Um, friend of the show who's been on the show is uh, like Walid. Is a uh, um, he takes the really good approach to like not like complicating his lifestyle, mm-hmm. like just to keep things simple. And remember, he said something to me that he said he said uh, he goes, "I wish I could just wear like just have a, just have seven outfits." So he's like, "Just I want to wear seven outfits." Yeah, he's like, "I, I don't want to like." Uh, well, welcome to my world, man. Yeah, I only I, wear seven t-shirts. I know, yeah, exactly. So like he's uh, but and I had like a lengthy discussion with him about it. Yeah, and he's uh, um, yeah, he's just he's just a very like he's like. He encompasses all the like the things that I wish I could. Uh, well, he's trying to minimize. Like he's a, he's attempting he, to be minimalist. Yeah, like like how how you are right. Like yeah. the um like, like there's a um and like yeah. And so it's it's refreshing to see another person who's co- like, yeah. who's uh, who's genuine when it comes to that kind of stuff, right? That's cool because I because I am not like that. Yeah, and uh, um, I'm not saying that's a weakness, but I think like I no, I, I think I, I, think I could take a, I, I could take a lesson from you guys and like. In, in that aspect by no means am i good at it i try to mm-hmm. uh but again we have friends who, who are much more successful at minimizing their lifestyle but i think that, that helps too right if you if you remove the complications is that on yeah it's on okay you just wave to the camera mm-hmm. nicely done um we have like <laughs> a good wink and a, a wink and a gun <laughs> um yeah i think we have the the desire to mm-hmm. minimize quite a bit right to like yeah. cut down all the bullshit mm-hmm. and i think that's like I, again I, I think the reason that sits in my head so much like the idea of how much like we're we're within a wavelength and this clutter above us and below us mm-hmm. to extremes within the spectrum. Like I mean, being younger and working in bars and having the weird kind of jobs I did where I met a lot of fucked up people. Yeah. Like I was I was exposed to a lot of that, so I'm always thinking about how close to home it is. Yeah. Like it's always right there. I'm like, it doesn't take much. It just takes meeting the wrong person at the wrong time or right person at the right time mm-hmm. and saying the right or wrong thing to get yourself involved in something that could be either beneficial or seedy mm-hmm. and it could be like really beneficial and then in turn become kind of shady in itself or become like really seedy and then end up enlightening quite a bit yeah like there's the, the spectrum within a spectrum is so messed up mm-hmm. ah it's, it's wild i yeah. love the idea of like that that underbelly the secret society within society yeah because like there's too many people on the planet and like, right there's too there's too many there's too many people out there mm-hmm. and uh uh, I would love to like just be a fly on the wall. If I had, if I had, a, if I had the power, if I had an ex- uh, existential power, is mm-hmm. to like see how other people live. Yeah, and uh, and just be like, wow, like uh, it's not all uh, what you think it is. <laughs> no, man, it really yeah. isn't. And on on every end of it, mm-hmm. it's like some of the uh, from the top to the bottom. It's not, yeah, man, it's not like some of the the most broke ass people I know are the happiest people I know. Oh yeah, some of the richest people I know are the the most miserable pe- people I know. Mm-hmm. The highly educated folks I know are mm-hmm. the dumbest people. Oh I yeah, know. and like you'll you'll meet people like let's say if uh um I was thinking about like you know like your own personal like just you know just trivial struggles or like just things yeah. that you hate about yourself you'd be like man <laughs> I know this person's not having these that you're like you're like of course they are <laughs> of course they are everybody's up everybody has their own kind of like. Oh, never, never think that you're you're fuck. you're worse off than anybody. No, man, you're uh, never you're never that bad. I was um we had a conversation about this with a client today. One of our clients, she's um 77 years old. She was diagnosed with, I think it was it wasn't like stage four. It might have been like stage three or on its way to stage three um, yeah. cancers. We didn't get too much into what it was. Yeah, but she had a lot of things. She she's always getting her lungs, um, her fluid in her lungs taken out and all that kind of stuff. Um, she went through chemo and radiation and all that. But man, like. 
She's doing really well, but her mindset is so good. I mean, like, you would not know. If you didn't know what she was going through, you wouldn't have an idea. You would have no clue. She never lets herself get down. She never uses that as, like, a, a topic to bring up to people to get, like, sympathy. Yeah. That's not in her in her style. Mm-hmm. She's very uh, happy all the time. She's easygoing all the time. She's always ready for a, a handshake, a hug, and a high five. Like, she's just a really cool person. Yeah. But then she was talking about how she would see certain people there who were... And she kind of feels, too, like, if she were younger... If she was in her 40s, maybe her mindset would be different. But in her in her mind, she's older. Yeah. She's had a very good 77 years. Mm-hmm. So she's not depressed by it. Mm-hmm. But then she's like, sometimes I'm sitting there the cross cancer and I just see people walk in and they're just so down on themselves. Yeah. And then you see people who are worse than them who are like, hey, life is good. Life is good. Cue, cue, cue. So it's like you never know. Like, I mean, everybody's got their own ups and downs, whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. And and even within like a disease where like you think it's the worst thing that could possibly fucking happen to you. Yeah. There are people who have like highs and lows and people who are really high and people who are really low, right? Yeah. So you like you never know. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And I think I think the people who it makes me appreciate all my ten fingers and ten toes. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, like, I've got nothing wrong with me. I'm like, man, I got nothing like I'm not even in that conversation. I'm like, fuck, I'm doing really well. Yeah, it's like I think those people are just they they, they come to conclusion that uh how is being depressed um, how is this helping? It doesn't. Yep. It, it doesn't. Being happy and just being positive, mm-hmm. and people seeing me positive about that, like it's just. Uh, it makes this whole ordeal um, easier to manage. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure so she like brings I, yeah, light so, to people. Yeah, exactly. So you, you just, um, uh, yeah, you're like, you know what? I, you know, you had your time. <laughs> yeah, John. Yeah. Did you have a Enjoy good 25 yourself. years? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Was was zero to 25 good? Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Gonna die now. <laughs> that's rough man that's that's really rough i i do see her perspective though like she had a really good life uh, she enjoyed she has got grandkids she uh she has a, a good family mm-hmm. everybody's cool for the most for the most there's a couple couple schmucks in there but everybody's really cool and chill <laughs> every or whatever. Family, <laughs> every family man yeah but um yeah her her perspective was that were she younger it might be different mm-hmm. and it could be we, we don't know what, what people's battles are like no. how, how they're gonna take no. it or how they're gonna accept it but um, yeah, like just like a positive outlook changes everything. Yeah, I think that I think we, we and I think we talked about like we talked about that like a while ago. Is that um, when you're uh, when you see people who are just uh, like even at work or uh, oh the miserable people. Yeah, like you know, yeah, yeah you like you don't like you you if you're if you're really conscious about it, if you take a step back and to be like you know like what like no one no one is very few people are just angry all the time yeah and so uh like in your life that you surround yourself with, with good reason with good yeah so if they yeah. they're like so like there's there's always there's always an opportunity to lash out and be like mm-hmm. well, you know like everyone's like if some person act like this they're like what the fuck's wrong with you whatever right you'll be like um you just be like it's you have to be like what is this person dealing with yeah i mean i yeah. think it's nice so like we i think what we were talking about in that context was looking at somebody and asking yourself what they're dealing with and whether or not it's genuine or legit to create that kind of anger. Yeah. I mean, cause we've all worked with people who are just miserable sods. Like that person is just a cunt. Yeah. And you're like, you're that. Get I do not want to get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I yeah. don't want to deal with you. You're, you're going to be miserable. I didn't miserable. mean to swear by the guy. Like, get, get, get the hell out of there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're using some bad words, but, uh, and then there are people out there who are the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. We're just like, happy go lucky always uh, always up and then they have a bad moment in a week or a bad week or a bad day mm-hmm. and they're miserable and you're like man like she's never pissed what something must have happened mm-hmm. i'm gonna cautiously see if i can just ask her, are you okay mm-hmm. maybe she'll tell me and it's worth your time because they vent yeah. and it's worth your time yeah like you even like it with people at work like sometimes or even clients like mm-hmm. you're uh um you learn to like 
kind of like emotionally discharge like like uh, them and you just be like you know what uh uh you bring the you bring their levels down a little bit yeah i think you can do that with just uh verbal judo is a gift yeah man, it's, <laughs> it's, it's such a gift because then you take the, the the power of words away from them oh yeah and just be like you know what like like what's the problem what's wrong yeah nobody's miserable all the time no i mean if you are you got to get yourself checked no you there might can. be something clinically wrong with that you. that's actually a very very like valuable tool to have if you uh um uh if you're able to do it um verbal judo yeah and just uh, <laughs> it's a, it's great man it's i've been asked in like job interviews and like you know what if you deal with this this and this and i said i've had the training to do because if you because mm-hmm. I, I took that dale carnegie course oh that's right yeah, yeah and uh they teach yeah, how you, to they, win friends yeah they influence they, people yeah they, they show you how to do that and yeah. it's like a um or some some people are just like they just have it inside, yeah. inside themselves right like i just uh you just ca- like calmly just talk to them and be like you know like what's the problem and um and if you're people can read it on your face they can hear it in your voice and next mm-hmm. thing you know they're just like uh and then without them even thinking about it, they'll be like you know what they calm down and then next thing you know situation is solved it, it works man being yeah. able to uh to diffuse a situation it's like when we were in the bars or when i was a pi all the kind of stuff when you had to do like a, a lot of interaction with people who'd be pissed off mm-hmm. you would always have the guys who were who you knew weren't gonna make it in your field because they were escalators like they deal with somebody who was mad yeah. The first thing out of their mouth was like either a curse or like if somebody's like oh, getting kicked out, no, fuck you guys, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like there would be guys who be like, you know what, fuck you, don't fucking come back, I'll kick their fucking teeth. All of a sudden, you've got a guy who's mad, and then your guy has escalated that situation. Yeah, by just barking and barking and barking and barking. Mm-hmm. There were times when I was an escalator because yeah. I was mad at somebody, but for the most part, like I was always trying to be a de-escalator. Yeah, especially if you're running a place, you got you got to be calm. And then they're, the ones who made it long-term in the field were always like guys who had good verbal judo, who had good de-escalation tactics, yeah. who were able to calm things down. Like, hey, hey, it's easy, man. It's fine. Nobody's nobody's dead. Nobody's freaking out. Why don't you tell me what's wrong? And if that person keeps freaking out, you just keep trying to do that whole, hey, no, it's cool. Relax. Yeah, Let's talk this out. Yeah, Let's hug it out, bitches. Yeah, because like, I'm wondering, like, don't you have that, like, you have to have that, that inclination where it's like, either, like, either you, like, you, can, you can calm people down and, mm-hmm. just, and then, or... You have to be like, you have to know when, like, okay, we need someone who can, like, just throw them out. And, like, exactly. Just, yeah, so you have to have that, like... You've got to be able to do both, yeah, so. really. Um, the best thing I always used to tell people all the time to watch was... Well, you There were there were the other stuff. I, I wasn't a big big Anthony Robbins guy. The Dale Carnegie stuff is pretty good. Um, Jeff Thomas, or Thompson, is um really good. He's mm-hmm. uh, He did a great movie, oh, a short film years ago called Bouncer. Mm-hmm. British guy. I think I'm getting it right. Get my names mixed up. Um, but he had a really good system called the fence, and he's got great de-escalation techniques. But the dog whisperer, mm-hmm. that's Caesar Milan. Oh, yeah. That guy's a... It works for people, man. Boss. Yeah, I love yeah. that guy. Yep. He's incredible. You can take every one of his tactics that he mm-hmm. uses on dogs, all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're not going to like and poke a guy in the neck. Yeah. But like, there's, there's certain technical like aspects to how he interacts with animals mm-hmm. that absolutely work with people. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... Uh calm assertive yeah, behavior calm, yeah that, I do that with dogs too every time I yeah, see man. them I'm just like I sit down get down to their level mm-hmm. open, my, open my arms the dog feels like yeah this, this is I, I'm well like that, easy that, to th- this person this person's uh, <laughs> easy, easy to hang out with an angry pit bull is gonna bite your face off man don't oh, do that man, I love I love pit bulls man <laughs> they're, they're awesome I love pit bulls I don't love pit bull owners mm-hmm. a lot of the times like a lot of times you get that guy who's just like you know he's got the dog because he even walks like the dog because he thinks he's a fucking pit bull well yeah like the uh, it's it's the the, the animal is going to be a mirror of the owner exactly right so like a yappy chihuahua is because you got a yappy owner yeah because the bro didn't know how to like uh um, train that thing properly you say bro because bro didn't know how to change, train that no i said that person oh that person yeah, yeah. i'm sure i heard you say bro <laughs> uh, bro obviously the guy like i hate, that, an angry word, I hate the word bro <laughs> oh, god bro, bro. Is such a... everyone says bra bro 
You know, YouTube people are like, bra, I got to get that, bra. Oh, this TV's unreal, bra. You're not Hawaiian, I need you to shoot up. Yeah, I know. Especially when the new Call of Duty trailer comes oh. out, they're like, oh, I fucking hate those guys. I will say, like, right now, Matt Riddle in the old uh, NXT, mm-hmm. he's the, uh, the, the bro, the bro wrestler, uh-huh. the original bro. It's great. Uh, it's a it's a complete like screw you to the mm-hmm. to the character. He's the kid is Tarzan. He used mm-hmm. to be a UFC kid, yeah. UFC guy, Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. And Dana White told him you'll never amount to anything here. Hit the effing road. Mm-hmm. He's like I'll go be a wrestler. And Dana White told him you'll never make it a, as a wrestler. And right now he's like the most loved dude out there. Yeah. His theme song opens with bro. You're like oh, <laughs> I hate like you already. Oh, a, oh, I was gonna tell wrestler. you um what I just uh, I I actually picked it up and uh, played it from beginning to finish. Mm. Um, I played uh I played Hellblade. Get out of town. And I finished it. We were talking about that last time. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, it's uh, it's not a long game. It takes about maybe six hours to finish. Well, it's an action game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so it's not. It doesn't take very long. So was it Team Ninja? What was it? No, Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory. Yeah. That's what it's and uh, uh, that is the best game I've I've played in years. Get out of town. It's, it's oh wow. It's Deep I can't praise. It is because you play a lot of good games. Yeah, this is like. Like when you're playing it, you're just mm-hmm. like you're. I I can't even explain how good that game is. Really, it's it's that good. Now it did look really good. Like the trailer you showed me was phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. okay the one I showed you, that's the sequel. Oh, that's the oh part yeah, two. This, yeah. So the first one I I played and I, I finished. Okay. It's I I can't even tell you how good that movie is. Get it, out, it's huh? that good. Now, how, see, that's what you said. How good that movie is. It was that kind of experience. Yeah. It's like honestly, you feel it's, like you're playing a movie. Yeah. You're like when you're when you're playing it, you're just. Uh, because the the uh, Senyo has like she has like psychosis, so she has like she has she has like mental issues. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing it, like you could see it in her eyes, like she's freaking out, and like and and the the, bat, the the fight the fighting style is so brutal and it's I can't even explain. And, and the ending is like uh, I can't even explain it. Because what's like, that uh, that one like that TNA game that everybody Blood uh, Bayonetta Bayonetta? This seems like this is like Bayonetta for hardcore lovers of Vikings. But not like TNA. Okay, Bayonet is like kind of like um. What's well, TNA game? It is like it's for thirteen year old boys. Yeah, so Bayonet is kind of like Devil May Cry. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, so but uh, this one is like more like a like God of War. Uh, I wouldn't even say God of War. Really? It's like it's more close person than uh, you know Gears of War is like it's in third person. Oh yeah, it's like that this over is the like shoulder. Yeah, this one is like closer to over the shoulder. It's like you're the camera's like right behind her. Hmm. And it is. Yeah, it I, looks gorgeous. Yeah, like I, I'm like afraid to admit like emotions I went through like when I w- was playing it. I went and the ending. I was like I, I almost was I was I almost bawled my eyes out. I'll tell you there are yeah. there are some games that do that surprisingly right. Mm-hmm. Like I I couldn't care less about how the Last of Us went. I'm like I don't care who dies. I don't care who lives. Go mm-hmm. whatever right. Yeah. Even right now I'm playing The Witcher Three. Finally got onto it. After <laughs> I watched the thing. Finally after yeah. uh, the last time I played it was uh, do you November. Like it? I'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> November 2017. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was not into it and I got into it again now. Yeah. But like, I can't really get into like emotionally. And then all of a sudden, like Shadow of the Colossus rolls up. I feel emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta, I gotta make sure everything works out for this kid. Yeah. Cause like there are those weird ones that surprise you, right? Yeah. Okami. I don't know if you ever played Okami. Okami's on, unreal. On PS2. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, you, you think it's done cause you've played it for a hundred hours. Mm-hmm. It goes on for like another hundred hours. Yeah. Not that long. But it's I a pl- long ass I game. played Okami once. Yeah, that's it. And I was it's like, this, this is a great game. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, apparently, on the Wii, the HD remaster mm-hmm. is just incredible. Too. Supposed, that's supposed to be really good. That's yeah, yeah. a really beautiful looking game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Witcher Three, though. Ah, uh, uh, I maybe I'm maybe I'm doing my minimalist shit with The Witcher, mm. where I'm just you know you pick up a sword, you drop a sword. Yeah. I'm not like I haven't collected a whole bunch of coins. I'm not doing tons of like I'm I'm doing the contracts and stuff. Yeah. But I'm also like spending a lot of coin. 
I'm uh, throwing a coin to my Witcher. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm doing all that kind of crap. I'm not really, I'm not, like, I'm not leveling up as fast as I think most people do. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of exploration stuff. It feels like a grind. So I think maybe because I'm not um, playing it in a linear way, I'm not getting the same kind of feel for it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not connected to the characters. I will say I'm doing the same thing with this I did with um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where I wasn't connected to anybody. I didn't care who died. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about like I just wanted to get through it. Yeah, I'm doing that with this game. Yeah, like I'm not taking the time to compare all my items and craft all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of looting. Like I'm playing it kind of like you play Fallout. Yeah, where I'm not really connected to the world as much. I'm just smashing monsters. Yeah, and that's, that's it's fun. Yeah, exactly. That's it's that's fine. Yeah, that's that's the thing. This this uh, Hellblade is has that. It has that rare. It's, that, that's like. It's it's kind of like that how it's a rare game that where I can that I compare it to Halo mm-hmm. where Halo has that great uh, balance of like having an unbelievable story, yeah, unbelievable music, and unbelievable gameplay. God, that's great. Yeah, so like that's that's um that's what this this game is. It has unbelievable music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the writing is fantastic. Like I can't even explain how good it is. Was and, it was it on Steam? I can't remember if it was on Steam. You can find out. Let's yeah. get a look. And uh, and come to give this a shot. And also, it is the ba- the the, ba- the battling and just like the the, the 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 what she goes through. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 an it's it's like you're almost like you're it's reading you're reading a book. Yeah, I, like see, you're reading I, a I really like you're going through that. a story. Like yeah. You know what? Uh, Child of Light was like that too. Not to go too far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, side scroller, same thing. Mm-hmm. Music was great. Gameplay was great. It's a side scroller. Yeah. Uh, side scrolling RPG. Felt very much like that Mario RPG, but side scroller. Yeah, where you're kind of like you know you've got a story, you know the characters, the game, the mechanics are very very easy to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, except for that, for like a side scroller. But yeah, same kind of a deal where you felt like you were reading a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can appreciate that when that, yeah. that's how the game feels. Yeah, like it's it's one thing I would I would someone who says like video games are like not art. No, oh, they're, they're and they're not like they're just like they're just pastimes. Give them this. If you if you play that game, you'll be like. Yeah. Like it's it's so it's so emotional. It's like mm-hmm. it's it, it's a, there's a reason why that game won so many uh, that game won so many awards. Right. I mean that's the yeah. thing. I mean I I feel like when people just look at that and they're like you know it's not art, right? Yeah. It's like well look at the actual like play the game mm-hmm. first. If you can't get through it, maybe you're soft in the head. Because yeah. I mean it's it's not hard to. Figure yeah. Out. And there's and there's no help for you. There's no H. There's no HUD. There's no like. Well, that's right. You were saying it's nothing. just a blank screen. It's a screen with like um just the 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 uh the environment yeah enemies and you that's it there's nothing to help you are there are there like weapon level ups or is there kind of like a, do you get better weapons yeah you get better weapons and then you get one weapon that can just kill everything <laughs> but like you uh, but you but the thing is like you have to know how to dodge and hit and stuff the like that the look on your face is great like yeah, yeah. you do this one that will just like oh yeah that it'll thing, mess it looks, like, it, it looks like a fucking lightsaber but like that thing is uh um yeah i would uh if you if you have the means check it out yeah it's worth worth the look it's worth the look it's on uh Game Pass. Oh yeah, on the Xbox. Thing. It's on Game Pass. I'll yep. give it a go. Oh, well, I mean, if it's on Xbox, it might be on Steam. I'll give it a check. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a look at that. Yeah, there's um. Oh, and uh, I was gonna say uh, and there's a new Switch coming out next year. Well, they're saying there's the rumor is deep. The this, rumor this year. The rumor. I, I yeah. think middle of this year. This right? year, yeah. Yeah. The mm. the Switch Pro. The Switch uh, Pro. Yeah. Pro. Yeah. Uh, the 2020 Switch Pro. It's gonna have the uh, the custom chip. The Nvidia. Yes. I can't remember the name of it is, but I think it starts the V or a Z or something. But um, I I mean the X one I believe is the chip they're using now and it's it's incredible mm-hmm. like the X one is the one I've got on my old Switch not Switch my the original the idea of the Switch is the Nvidia Shield the cabinet. Shield yeah and that thing still runs pretty amazingly yeah uh, the old Shield runs pretty great so yeah I mean it'd be nice to see like a, an update to that yeah I think but, so um, at the same time like maybe the, maybe the other the other Switch will go 
cheaper. Yeah, maybe it'll go cheaper if it plays the same games. Because I think it's, what is it, 400 right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 400, yeah. It'd be cool to see something like that where it's the same machine with a better chip and it can play all the same games, but like you would have your um, your settings up onto like high or ultra. It'll be yeah. So it'll play four K Mario yeah, games. It'll yeah. play them play the same games mm-hmm. at a, at a higher, higher yeah at a higher frame rate. At yeah. A higher frame rate. Yeah, which would be cool to see. Actually, I think I think because all the frame rates on the Switch right now for all the games mm-hmm. are locked in at, at like like they're they're consistent, which is good. They don't drop. Yeah, it's pretty rad because there's because it's it, they're developed like of one system. One uh, one game. They're, they're optimized for the switch. Yeah, and it's on yeah. the chip, right? Mm-hmm. So the games are on that uh, on those cartridges. Yeah, yeah. There's no loading or anything. They just like put the thing which in, which is pretty great. Because I'll tell you, as much as I love Steam gaming, there are a lot of games that I like to play, and I would like to play an Ultra on my machine. Mm-hmm. But like, it's that thing is already four years old. Yeah. So there's some stuff like The Witcher. I put The Witcher three in, and I can play it on high, and it's really good. But sometimes like, let's just see what happens in Ultra. Go to Ultra, and um, he's just barely moving. It's like. 15 frames a second yeah so it looks it looks rough i mean it moves and everything's responsive but the frame rate just isn't there mm-hmm. so that is kind of a bummer so every now and then think to myself maybe i'll get a console again yeah get back into it but uh but speaking of ultra um the samsung s20 ultra is coming to, to canada a metal phone stainless steel huh now could we maybe see them finally going back to, to materials that don't break i hope so remember when phones didn't break all the time yeah, when you could drop an iPhone and, you know, it wouldn't shatter into a billion pieces. Yeah, I think this... Well, actually, iPhones are garbage, so they always shatter. But, I, like, a, you know, an Android phone wouldn't shatter into a million pieces. Yeah, because I, 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 when I was at Best Buy, I just, I talked to one guy, came from the the uh, um, the, the cell phone uh, uh, area, and he goes, can I help you? And I said, oh, no, I'm just like... And I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a new phone this year. And he's like, oh, we're looking for it. He's like, uh, Android or Apple? And I said, uh, I'm thinking about get, replacing my Note 9. I'm thinking about the new S20 Ultra, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if it's come to coming to uh, Canada mm-hmm. and uh, he goes uh, well I'm not I'm not supposed to tell you this but, I'm not at liberty to yeah, mention he's this. like but uh, I did just go to a conference and yeah three new Samsung phones are coming to uh, to Canada mm-hmm. he goes and the S20 Ultra is coming to Canada is coming to Canada well, that's pretty cool yeah he's that's like pretty cool. he's like I can't tell you which ones they, which ones are coming but I can tell you the S20 Ultra is coming to and I was like you're telling me without telling me basically <laughs> I'm not saying yeah but I'm saying and he's like I said Okay, fine. Hold your breath. Yeah. So Hold he's your like, breath, I said, okay, fine. Yeah, you, it is coming. And he's like, yeah. The 20 Ultra is the, that's the biggest one. That so is it'll the, be like the 10, or it'll be like the 20, then there'll be the uh, the 20 plus, and then the 20 Ultra is that. The yeah, the 20, the 20 Ultra is going to be like, that thing is going to be a beast. Yeah, I just, I don't know. But I mean, it'll, it'll have 12 to 16 gigs of RAM. And that's great. And, but the only problem with that phone they're saying right now. It's going to be $5,000. Uh, No, it won't be $5,000. No, it'll be. Does it four the, digit phone backside attack? Well, well yeah. <laughs> well, um, they, they which said, might as well be a five thousand dollar phone. Yeah. The um, the only thing is that it's gonna because you know they have to like all the new phones are now coming out with a like ninety hertz screens, right? You can get yeah. them on the Pixel Four, uh, One Plus Seven, I think has the they have the ninety hertz uh, screens. I think a lot of them now. Or, or I think are they, to that, yeah, yeah. So like, or but they said the next ones are going to be one twenty hertz. So the Samsung S twenty will have the Ultra will have a hundred. Well, actually, they'll all have one hundred twenty hertz screens, mm-hmm. but. You can't put it on the the um the the highest setting for your screens, mm-hmm. the, you know the highest like resolution, like the, and, like, the full four K or twenty one sixty, yeah, the, yeah, the, the full like thing. Yeah, it won't work on that mode. Yeah, I, unless it's, that'll I still believe, be that'll still be at sixty hertz. It'll be at sixty hertz unless I think it's like an LCD, right? Like the the AMOLEDs don't do that. The, I think the one twenty works at full resolution on the or at least two K on the Razer. Yeah, like the, the, yeah, the, but that's an LCD phone. Yeah, so but the the one twenty hertz will work on the OnePlus screens. 
Yeah. And oh, so, really? Yeah, and they're, those are old as they, and they get their screens from Samsung. Oh. So huh. Samsung's saying right now that though it will not support that, but maybe hopefully through a software update, update could be, they will. Could be something. Could be something they've got like locked into their uh, their deal. Who knows? I thought there was something to do with AMOLEDs. Like there was some reason that you can't do that. I thought there was something. I thought so too. Reason. But then uh, uh, the the CEO of uh, of OnePlus said, "Yeah, mm. our, ours will be like it'll be the most amazing screen we've ever seen." Ours it be, does it. He's like, "Ours ours will be 120 hertz on our OLED screens, and it'll spy on you." Yeah. Because we're made in China. Yeah. Well, I, uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever, man. I, I'll buy a Chinese. I'll buy a Huawei. I don't give a shit. Will you buy a Huawei? Yeah. I will not buy a Huawei or an Apple just on general principle. I will. I will buy a Huawei, um, as long as it has Android. <laughs> as long as it has Android. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, like I know, like all the talk about like Apple and stuff, like the new Apple's coming. I out. I want something different. Yeah, I mean, I would like something different, but at the same time, like I kind of like when I think about what I do on my phone. Like I, I push limits on my phone. I write mm-hmm. on that thing a lot. I'm always, I'm using the camera like crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm always on that thing doing something with it, like creating content, doing something, or editing whatever. I'm always, I'm checking website. All my shit gets done in that thing. Yeah. I think, as mine is what three years old now. Your it still S8? runs fine. Yeah, yeah, S8 on a on a 35, a 35. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that like six gigs of RAM or 12 gigs of RAM, whatever it is, or a metal back or anything like that, whatever it is. You don't. Gonna, well, you don't need a. It'll yeah. be the same thing, the same right? Same thing, yeah. So, like everything I'm doing on this phone that's a few years old, like I'm really I work on that thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And anybody who says that you can't get work done on an Android, like oh, you get all those articles, idiot, like yes. you know, you can't really do business on an on a on an do, Apple, do you or many a, people, on a Chrome. Do you any if you go online, do you, do you know how many people have shown where you have, have used their Note nines <laughs> yeah. as 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 desktops? It, Dex works great. Dex man. is unreal. It's incredible. it's incredible. So I never got that when people say like you know you can't really you can do business on an Apple. Shut I'm like, up. well, that's because you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Like you're just a dummy. Yeah. And your problem is you want things spoon fed to you because mm-hmm. you're a, a man baby. Yeah. People people will openly admit they're like I like apples because they're simple. No, exactly. Like, you are simple. <laughs> no, you are simple. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Yeah. You are simple. And the truth is they all work yeah. the same way now, yeah. man. But having said that, having said that, if you have an apple and you like it, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, it just means you're slow. Yeah, I just bought that. I just pulled a Seinfeld there. Was like, uh, that's, <laughs> having said that, um, but yeah, like to me, it's just I can't imagine why I would need more RAM or more whatever. Like, there's a lot of games in here that still work that mm-hmm. play really well. Um, I use this like on whenever we go on vacation. Mm-hmm. This thing is like our little portal to the world, right? Yeah. So we'll just plug the HDMI in and decks or whatever we're doing just works really fine. Yeah. So I can't imagine that I need like the 12 gigs of RAM or mm-hmm. I need like the new whatever because eventually it's going to end up doing. I'm going to be using the same apps I use for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same speed I use for this thing. Yeah. So whenever that argument hits me as well, when somebody not so much you because I know you use a shit out of your phones too, mm-hmm. and then you explore your phones a lot. Mm-hmm. When somebody, uh, a run-of-the-mill phone buyer, yeah. shows me how great their new phone is, mm-hmm. I'm like, all you do is read news on the toilet with that thing. Because yeah. that's the extent of what you're going to do with your phone. So yeah. why are you showing me your fancy phone? You don't do shit with it. Oh, yeah. Like you that. don't do anything smart with it. No. I think, I, for me, it's like, if, I, if I'm going to upgrade to that phone, it would just beca- be because of the cameras. That's it. No, exactly. Yeah, right? that's and it. again, I <laughs> Because you use those things. Yeah. Not just do you use them, but you you explore what they can do. You're always pushing the limits of what your phone can do. Mm-hmm. You're one of those guys. So, I mean, to my advice to anybody who wants the biggest, baddest, best phone is just don't. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're not going to use it to the extent of what it can do. No. You just, you just won't do it. No, and you've, you've, you've made the argument that a lot, of, but a lot of people are doing. They're just holding on to their phones. Yeah, which is the way to go. Which, is which the way seems to, go. to be the way things are happening more now. Yeah. Like in, in like 2015 to 2017, that was like a two or three year gap 
when everybody just well, like the newest, the biggest, the baddest, the best. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's a jewel encrusted diamond studded iPhone. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Like, what are you doing with that? Now you're afraid to take it out of your pocket. No, no. but it's an iPhone. I'm like, yeah, but you're not doing shit with it. I don't know. I, I, f- I find people who who do that. It's like it's, when you take it out, like like they. I I'd put a million dollars on the fact like, on the fact that no one's impressed. Nobody's impressed. It's, by it's, that. it's like people are more like they're looking at you like you're you're an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares no about cares. what you have. There's um or what you have or what you've done with your stuff like it's all it's all personal and it's fine if it brings some self fulfillment like makes you feel good raises your self esteem if that's what you're getting from it that's cool I guess but like you need more in your life you got you gotta do more shit have you seen okay here that that reminds me have you seen that new uh, what's it called the Suzuki not Suzuki uh, the Subaru ad for the Impreza 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 whatever you want to call it what did you call it I, I don't know I don't even care what it's called I call it an Impreza. Super Impreza. Impreza. Impreza? Yep. Okay, well, it's also called Porsche. So, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> but anyway, the ad itself is kind of like a knock on all these people who have like just become zombies in their phone. Oh, is that right? It's a beautiful ad. It's hilarious because mm. the whole thing is set up like uh, your phone is like you have an addiction to your phone mm-hmm. and your phone battery is dead because you reached the, the end of the battery life and you've gotten to the end of the internet. So you've done all you can do with your phone now. Yeah. And people are just zombified. They don't know what to do. Because it's almost like they're sick, mm-hmm. and it's it's shot and it plays like a like a Sudafed ad. It's like take this, and the, the what you're taking is the Impreza. <laughs> you're taking the car to to like make yourself feel better. Oh, that's cool. And then you get in the car, and it's showing how like the car goes in your system. You know how they do this thing on on like uh, Robitussin ads? Yep. Where it does almost like a blue screen with a grid background. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. The blue, the blue guy who it shows like, you like how how the medicine is going to work going into your system. Yeah. It shows that before the car. And essentially, like, become a human again. I'm gonna, ch- I'm gonna check this out. Join yeah. the real world. Yeah. Drive a car that actually moves like a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Look outside. Yeah. This is your medicine. Mm-hmm. Like, do this. It's just a, a really well put together ad. Mm-hmm. But that's like, that's just what people are, right? Like, they're, they're just like, that's what they do with their phone. Oh yeah. My phone is the best phone. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the internet. I'm yeah. looking at Instagram. My phone. Uh, but, I'm doing, I'm doing but business. Plowing ahead. Uh, plowing ahead because we just we shit on those people all the time. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There's more stuff about. Uh, I was yelling at tourism. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a family out in the U.S. somewhere. I made this list last week, so I've forgotten a lot of stuff. There's a family out in the U.S. somewhere who I think it's all bullshit. They've got a haunted Elsa doll. See this thing? They threw it out in the garbage. Well, the doll they they bought it. When, oh when yeah, Frozen, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Yeah, so when it. Frozen was big, they bought that Elsa doll. And I guess like it pushed. That was belly. on Google too. Yeah, yeah. And you, you pull the cord or whatever it yeah. is, and then like it speaks. I'm Elsa. Be frozen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it went from saying it in English to saying it in Spanish. Spanish. And you never, they didn't change the setting. Yeah. It just started doing it. Mm-hmm. So the mom's like, eh, I don't know about this doll. So they put it in one room. It shows up in a different room. Then finally she's like, doll's haunted. Get rid of it. So she ditched a doll and then it showed up in the lawn. So she put it in a garbage bag and put it on the curb. The garbage man picked it up and went away. The next day the doll was on the front lawn mm-hmm. speaking in Spanish. I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling fake. Oh yeah, it's it's it, you know, that, that that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that 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 whole thing was a publicity stunt. Publicity stunt. That's all it was. Yeah, it's all bull. Well, I mean, it was I think uh, an attempt to get likes or or get like views on Reddit or upvoted. Oh no, no, yeah, that yeah. was that, that was bait completely. Yeah. This wasn't like Disney was like, no. hey, let me. Yeah. but for this people, for these people, it was their way of becoming like a viral video. Yeah. Um, speaking of publicity stunts, 2017, but it kind of like popped up again. Those weird monkeys in Thailand, yeah. singing monkeys. Yeah, you hear about that thing? Yeah, yeah. You told me about that. The singing monkeys? Yeah. I, I, don't know. I think you told me about that. Uh, I don't think so. I just heard about it yesterday. I, th- I thought you told me about it. Maybe I told you and forgot about it. Okay. Well, yeah, but sorry. 
Go I don't ahead. know. These yeah. people kind of like uh, this this one lady. She put a speaker in a cave and was singing through a machine or like uh, you know a microphone mm-hmm. and a speaker. <laughs> the the machine, the voice amplifier machine. Yeah. Uh, speakers. And then they had these people dressed up in these weird like troll monkey costumes. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting around a, a cave and they're just like praying to their monkey god. And then these people came up in a boat and saw the whole thing go down and people freaked out because <laughs> they had like weird penisy looking noses and deep set eyes and mm. they're all weird looking. Yeah. Then like three were singing to one and one was bathing like a human. They're eating like human hands and shit. And then one was like saying a sermon and two more were listening to him really carefully. People are videotaping it, but I resurfaced. I thought I was wondering if you'd seen that thing. Yeah, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the whole thing, but I know I, I heard about the, the the aftermath of it. People were just like, uh, I think those guys. I think, yeah, no, there was no violence toward those people, but there was uh, definitely like there was an up, there was kind of an uproar about it. Well, people didn't know what it was, yeah, they, right? They were, there was some, there was mass confusion about it. A super confusion. Yeah. It's like what are these things? Because mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, there's that like, talk about how monkeys are finding God. Like we had that episode called "Monkeys Find God." Yeah. How um, monkeys now have they they believe that monkeys have evolved into looking for a deity mm-hmm. because they would walk up to trees like they're being observed in in captivity and they're being observed in certain areas of the world as well. Yeah, where a group of monkeys, one or two, whatever, will walk up and put an offering against a tree, and then they'll do their little prayer or whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, you're right. Because like those monkeys, those monkeys have like their. I'm not saying they've evolved, but at the same time, is like they're trying to make sense of what's going on around them. And if they can't, they're trying to find reasoning. Yeah. And so, because uh, I, I, yeah, I, I read a little bit about this mm-hmm. and they said um, they're trying to find reasoning. And so they, they can't find any other reason. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that, uh, so they're basing everything on what, what has been provided for them. Yeah. That's, that's where the, that's where the, that's the, where that idea, the idea, yeah. that, that, that's where that idea came from. That if they go up to whatever it is yeah. and they, they make an offering and they're nice to it, yeah. then it'll provide them it'll, something it'll keep, Yeah. It'll keep providing for them. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll keep giving them something. Yeah. And that's happening in lots of places right now with yeah. different groups of monkeys. Yeah. It's kind of like apocalypse now. <laughs> right? I mean, he's giving us stuff. Yeah. Safety, protection, food. I mean, he rapes people every now and then, but yeah, he's kind for of the most part. He's kind of overweight and he doesn't remember his lines. Like yeah, he's kind of overweight and he forgets everything. Yeah. Ah, maybe just leave him up there. Yeah. I mean, we're not dying. Give him a biscuit. <laughs> Give him a cookie. Yeah. Actually, I was going to order that uh, yesterday. Um, Redo? Uh, the final cut. Oh, the final cut. On 4K, it's up. There's, there's like a final cut? Yeah, there's, it, it, it comes with like six discs. Well, that's too much, man. But it's it was like 30 bucks. We're talking about Apocalypse Now or Blade Runner? Apocalypse Now. God, that's... Well, 30 bucks isn't too bad. That's not too bad for like... Too many cuts of movies, man. This, yeah, this has like the final cut. It has all the other, other cuts too. I don't want any... I want one cut. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just... I just want the final cut. It's the, and it's not the... And it, it's not the, the, the most bloated one. It's the yeah. one that he said, this is the one that I, I like. I'll tell you what. I... I kind of like the idea of just that theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. And then that's remember, included. That, yeah. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. I, I kind of want that. The one cut that you gave me when I saw it the first time mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I guess like as long as the narrative of the movie doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Cause um, as much as I love the first Conan the Barbarian mm-hmm. with Arnold, it's a great movie. The yeah. director's cut doesn't change the narrative adds like four or five more scenes, a little bit longer music. And it just builds in that. Right. Yeah. So if apocalypse now, um, I think like written by the same person who wrote Conan the Barbarian. I believe so. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. So uh, Oliver Stone. So if you do, um, he did write that, right? Oliver Stone. Did he write Apocalypse Now? No, he wrote Platoon. He wrote Platoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, still, he wrote Conan the Barbarian. So yeah, don't shit on that movie anymore, <laughs> people. Um, so if they don't change the narrative of what I enjoyed and just mm-hmm. give me more, like a little bit more added content. Yeah. You know, don't don't make a hero's choices questionable. 
and all of a sudden I have to like wonder was he a good guy or bad guy? Come yeah, they, yeah, they don't really change that much. It's just it's mm. just more like a like deleted scenes that they just put in there. And, I guess, and, and it's more like a, a restoration and stuff yeah. like that. They said because I went on Blu-ray reviews and they uh, um, they review they review everything from a technical standpoint and also like uh, from a view, view, viewer standpoint. Mm. And they said it said uh, and they give you like must own or like just don't worry about it or whatever. Like, yeah, like Terminator Two for example on 4K they said just avoid it, and. Uh, uh, and then this one, they said, this is one you must own. You gotta have yeah, it. they said this one is unbelievable. Or at least you have to watch it. Yeah, and, I, and, and I, yeah. Then I read forums. They're like, yeah, this 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 movie's out of control. Yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is like Star Wars. Han gets the the whole scene with Greedo. Like mm-hmm. Han shot first. Yeah. Because that's part of his character. Mm-hmm. Then to have him dodge a bullet, and then like you know, <laughs> yeah, the weird head dodge, and then shoot afterwards, and then change again to be like they shoot at the same time. Yeah. Like it just you're changing the narrative of a character. Yeah, and that's one split second. Right. Once, right. Yeah, one split second changes... Alters a, a, a character. A character completely. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. Where it takes, it takes a guy who is going to grow from one person who is a shoot first, don't ask questions guy, yeah. into a guy who's just like all questions. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... um Yeah, I don't like that. It, it, it alters the narrative of a character. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that wouldn't happen in the yeah. apocalypse now. Yeah, and that's... I, I, when you're bringing up Star Wars, uh, not to cut it whatever you want, want to talk about. No, no, this is just here for fun. Yeah, the... Uh, is uh, I came to the realization I don't want to watch the last Star Wars movie. Oh, we've we've done this. Yeah, like 50 I, times. I, yeah. But the thing is, like, remember we were talking about it when, uh, um, uh, what's his face was here? OTG Mike. Yeah, OTG Mike. And uh, is that uh, um, there's a reason why I'm never gonna watch those movies ever again, or I don't want to watch the sec the, the last Any one. Of them? Or you mean the the, the, the sequel last three, trilogy? The last three. Yeah. Is because I I just I watched this one video about Darth Vader mm-hmm. and. Uh, and his journey, like including like when he was from the beginning, through the uh, through the Clone Wars, everything, and then up to like uh, before when he passed away and returned the Jedi, and I'm like, and then his journey with Luke and stuff like that. And I'm like, that to that that is Star Wars. Yes, and like those two characters are like like that is that that's like Darth Vader's like like you just feel bad for him. You're just like he's just Star Wars ends. Yeah. At Return of the Jedi, yeah, and like you just feel the like Return of Anakin Skywalker, yeah, like, like in the movies anyway, right? Yeah. Like yeah, like you just feel like like people talk about talk about Darth Vader, he's the best villain of all time. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, he's the most tragic villain of all time, I, I believe. I think that's a that's a good point. Yeah, like if you look at like his entire like how they built, it, like they did a good job. Like all the people who are in the canon of Star Wars, yeah, they treated Darth Vader so well. Yeah, I mean, they, they did so well with this character. He was he was so well put together that that you know the idea of this. Like murdering psychopath, mm-hmm. he was like the Jason Voorhees yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah, that like as like you look at Jason Voorhees, like he's just butchering people who don't have it coming. Yeah, but you're on his side. Yeah, he's your favorite. Oh yeah, you wear a Jason I mask fucking, and you I feel fucking, powerful. Yeah, I fucking hate those teens. I hate those teens, and they did nothing to deserve nothing it. Nothing to deserve it. <laughs> when you are trying to camp. Wars, yeah, yeah, they went to camp. Yeah, you know, just because some people years ago murdered his mother, he's like, no sex must no, die. Must like, die. Okay, okay, Jason, you should calm down. Same thing with Star Wars. I mean, we have no idea what he's kind of gone through. Yeah. The rebels are just trying to like live their life and be cool, man. Peace yeah. and harmony. And he's murdering them. Yeah. But you're he, rooting for him. Exactly. And he, because uh, he was. He's a sympathetic character. Yeah. He's a sympathetic character. You just feel bad for him because like he's, because. he looks cool. Palpatine just like fucked him over. Yeah. There's like when you really kind of get into even, even the new canon and you kind of read more and more about it and you look at the old legend stuff, it really doesn't like deviate too, too far. It like, mm-hmm. kind of feels the same way because like, yeah. like the, the stuff that was in the original expanded universe. It's kind of faithful to um, episode one, two, and three, yeah. which is faithful to the new the new canon, yeah. Right, so there is like a like a crossover there, and yeah, Palpatine just completely destroys this poor kid's life. Yeah, I mean, creates him. 
only so that he can use him, maybe even become him. Yeah. And then just destroys him. Destroys him, yeah. And he's like, he's just a waste. Darth Vader was a waste. Yeah, it's, it's wild, man. He was wasted. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, so like I uh, I watched that video and I was like, I, and I where, after you watched that and I was like, these these other movies, I'm like, these are nothing. They're, <laughs> they're, they're nothing garbage. Yeah, I, I never, nothing to me. I never, I never want to see them again. Hey, Ray. You're dead to me. Yeah, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. You came from nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Millennium. And the fact that she's related to that fucking Palpatine guy is even worse. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like, the whole the whole thing was, like, the end of the Skywalker saga, and then you realize the Skywalker saga is really the Palpatine saga. Yeah, the the end of... Yeah, exactly. So, the ending of uh, Return of the Jedi is the ending of the Star- Skywalker saga. It really me. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And these rest of these movies are just, like, we're just to, like, make money. Yeah. So, I mean, they really were. They were. And I think they've kind of learned that. Like, look at what's happening with Captain Marvel. All the Captain Marvel stuff. Like, when you had Deadpool 2 come out, a lot of the Deadpool people were involved in Deadpool 2. Yeah. They got a different director, but for the most part, it was the same crew. Mm-hmm. And Captain Marvel's coming out, and it's like nobody from Captain Marvel. Yeah. Captain Marvel 2 will be a new creative team. Oh, yeah. And ca- yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Because it's, it's not going to be like a, an engineered movie. Yeah. It's going to be like a hope. Well, it'll probably be engineered, but they're going to go a different way, right? Oh, yeah. Like they, and they want a female director. Yeah, probably. Well, they already kind of had one. Yeah, so I mean, they they had like a co-female director. Yeah, so they yeah because they want they didn't want man meat on it. So Ava DuVernay. Yeah, if you want a female director, you get her to do everything. Everything, man. She is rad. She's yeah. really good. And or d- Point Break. Point Break. Yeah, exactly. Dude, man, Catherine Bigelow. You you want you want an awesome movie with a really rad kick-ass female director? Fucking get Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, I mean, she is good in like everything she does is awesome. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, oh, and also Denis Villeneuve said he wants to direct another Blade Runner. I'm okay with that. But he said he said uh, I don't want it to be a continuation. I want it to be a separate story. Oh man! He goes, I want it to be a, detec- a detective story. So so like a noir, a noir movie within the Blade Runner universe. Yeah, within that universe. A yeah. Deckard movie. Yeah, not a Deckard movie. So not the Deckard saga. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that. That's done. He's like, yeah, but let's move on. And he, uh, um, it's not like that world relies on Deckard. No, it's 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 such a big world. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like again, that's kind of like my hope for if they do move on with uh with Star Wars past this. Sequel mm-hmm. trilogy, uh, you could probably do a lot of really cool stuff within the within the empire, within the galactic world of Star Wars. Okay, you you, I agree with you. You can, but mm-hmm. you have to do that within the constraints of Disney. No, no, obviously. Yeah, so obviously they yeah. own the franchise. So right? yeah, so you you can, but yeah. it's like the will they let you? Yeah, in this climate, yeah, there's that's that's going to be it's going to be difficult to please everybody. Well, you know, like because because it ended off in such a bad note. <laughs> <laughs> ended on so well, not financially. Yeah, not financially. But no, no. no yeah. Even then, like yeah. story wise, yeah. has it ended on a bad note? Because the Mandalorian doesn't seem to have anything to really do with like the Skywalker side. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. So like, right. yeah, that that is like that's an example of how to how to do it. Well, mm-hmm. right. So like, you have to like, you have to take John Favreau and just be like, you know what, Kathleen Kennedy, get the fuck out of there. I'm calling it yeah. uh, the child there. The Yoda Yoda baby mm-hmm. is actually Yoda's baby. I don't think it's baby Yoda. I think it's Yoda's baby. Yeah, it's Yoda's baby. I think Yoda Yoda got busy because the the child. Who did, who did Yoga Bang? Who knows, man? Because it'd be fifty years ago. Well, that that a, thing could, is like could be a force baby. Like, could be a force baby. Yeah. But that the, 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 the child, the Jesus Christ, uh, um, right? I mean, yeah, he's thanks. dressed like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Got robes. Yep. Weird face. Wrapped in a <laughs> little duvet. Wrapped in a du- a dovet. <laughs> um, but speaking of Disney, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Took a two hundred million dollar deal with NBC. He is walking away from the Fox. Everything he's got out there right now is still gonna go. So um, the Orville at Hulu, that's cool. Uh, Family Guy, American Dad. I think American two hundred million to, to work with who again? Uh, NBC. So he's NBC walking. just like threw him the money, 
And he's like, oh, so he's walking away from Disney and all that shit. He's out. He's because Seth MacFarlane does not want to work for Disney. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at, if you go back towards that, uh, that, um, early version of whatever family guy was even all the work that he was doing as an animator because he's he's actually like a classically trained animator yep. and all the the shit he's talking about disney before that mm-hmm. he's not a guy who wants to work for disney oh he kept his money where his mouth is he sure did yeah that's good he took his 200 million bucks and he walked away walked away man that dude has got some money like he's like like white animator dave chappelle yeah cartoon chappelle mm-hmm. capel capel yeah. <laughs> carpel uh, actually, you know who just made a major cash flow in, uh, at the end of this year, hmm. and who made it? Who just who just made? Uh, how much, what was his pay package that came out like just for this quarter was three hundred forty nine million. I think. I'm gonna guess it wasn't Drake. It was Elon Musk. Oh god, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, did you hear about Trump talking about Elon Musk? What do you say? He likes rockets. <laughs> if, if oh you're yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, that's right. Look yeah. up, look up what Trump said about Musk. It's mm. weird, man. I look. The guy takes a lot of shit, and I know this is a low blow. This is like an easy shot to take on Trump, but when you read that. Just imagine it's being said by a six-year-old mm-hmm. or a five-year-old. Yeah. And it sounds like something a five-year-old would say. Oh, yeah. He likes rockets. He likes rockets. No, he says it too. He's like, he, his, his teeth stick out. He's like, I like rockets. Rockets. He has rackets that rockets. come down without wings. No, I don't know how he does it, but there are no wings on his rackets. Yeah. Because uh, in space, you don't, you, I guess uh, you need wings. No uh, one can hear you scream in space. Even though there's no, there's no air in space. Did you know that? Did you know that? There's no air in space? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out when I get a space force. Man, that's, a, that's some crazy shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because uh, uh, Tesla's market valuation now is is over $100 billion. That is they, they, pretty great. Yeah, they went. They went. They're they're worth more than GM and Ford combined. Yeah, we were talking about that last time. So yeah, I went to go see what it was. Yeah, now and, it, um, it went up. Yeah, it went up. But like it was, it happened so quick. And it was like, yeah, it happened like within like four months. And that that too. But like when they actually did the evaluation where they're worth more than Ford and GM, they're like, yeah, we woke up this morning and Tesla's worth it more than everybody. Yeah, he went. Yeah, his worth, his net worth went from twenty something, twenty two point something billion to like almost thirty billion. In yeah, one quarter, insane. yeah, man. Just uh, to the stock options, I guess. he's Tony Stark. He is. He's yeah. going to change the world for the better. He's going to get people on Mars. And that's the thing people don't realize too. Like everybody kind of has this idea that like Tesla is a company that just wants to make cars and flamethrowers and make rocket ships to help people. Yeah, it's like there's a bigger picture behind guys like that. They're not doing this to become these um these kind of like local heroes. Like he's thinking universally, galactically. Like he's he is gonna put people on Mars. Yeah. Sooner they, or later, he will be the reason people habitate, habit, are habitate, inhabit, inhabit Mars. Yeah. I couldn't remember the word. Yeah. My brain just said no. <laughs> no I, My brain's like, no, you're not gonna get it out. Took me a second there too. <laughs> Who habitate? The reason we'll have people living on Mars mm-hmm. in domes or not will be because of the work that Elon Musk does. Yeah. There's and there's all, there's other people who are doing it. Um, like who are doing good work. On the pl- on on this planet too, because mm-hmm. like, did you hear about that? Um, did you watch? Did you watch CES? Plastic kid. Yeah. Did you hear, did you watch CES uh, 2020? I did not. Or the C- or 2019, I guess. Mm-hmm. The last one. Um. So there's this um Toyota. Um. You should watch the presentation. It's actually really good. Oh, good. And uh, there's a uh, one of the world's best architects. He designs like. Is it Art Vandalay? No. <laughs> uh, that's the only one I know. Yeah. Well, he's an importer exporter too, and uh, so this guy's like he's a world renowned um, European uh, architect. He makes crazy things. So he, what he did is that he's teaming up with Toyota, mm-hmm. and they're building a micro city underneath, like we're at the base of Mount Fuji, mm-hmm. and it's where like people can actually. Oh, I vaguely heard about that. Yeah, so you should check it out on, on if you haven't heard the whole story. Yeah. Um. So what they're going to be doing is that they're actually making they're trying to make everything. Uh, 
like kind of autonomous mm-hmm. and, and completely self-contained self-contained yeah. and so like uh so you don't you, if you want to go to work or again the, the people who are actually doing the research there are the people who are going to be living there mm-hmm. so if you want to go go to the office or whatever like you're in your house everything is everything done everything yeah. is done for you and then you walk out you don't have to take a car like, like an, a, a, an autonomous vehicle will come pick you up take you to like to, to take you to work that is wild it's crazy but, but, but it's not a uh, it's not a bubble city no no it's no it's just a, it's an open neighborhood it's in the, it's in the forest no, it's, it's in the it, forest yeah but yeah it's completely autonomous i think it's where they filmed uh right where they filmed that that amazon show uh battle car uh Sentosha. Oh, yeah 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 it's right there uh, again if you have not watched battle car on amazon did you watch it i did watch it you well i youtube a lot of it you, it's it's incredible it's incredible well, you can't get the whole thing on there which is a real shame so i gotta i'm gonna have to pick up amazon for a month or something to watch that uh, you, you can use my you can use my account i might have to do yeah. that but it is it's incredible. hilarious it's hilarious it's, yeah it is it is that um what, what's that mxc or whatever that was called but with cars yeah with cars yeah yeah it's just it's a bunch of crazy like insane japanese people yeah who are all Wildly skilled, yeah, or unskilled, mm-hmm. just destroying, each destroying other. each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. With, with car with car challenges, with car challenges. Yeah, that's great. And, and the setting is like the the guy who owns the castle, that old uh, and his <laughs> yeah. like that comedy guy and his a, and his partner, who's that uh, poor uh, sexual fiend. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> the pervert guy. It's and, as Japanese as you want it to be. It's on, and they have like traditional Japanese garb and stuff yes. like that. Those those that, that that samurai garb, headbands and 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 little batons yeah. and shit and it, smacking. And, 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 it's and, wild. And that, it just it just looks like they're having the time of their lives. They're just laughing at everything. Yeah, everybody involved is having so much fun. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the idea of the the yeah the city. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there those are the people, like guys like that, the the Musks, even Branson, this idea of having that um that cruise in space. Yeah, all these guys are going to be the reason the world evolves. Like they're not thinking locally. No, their whole idea. They might be doing things locally. The idea is to to reach out. Yeah, because like like even like the Branson thing. Like uh, I think he's. I think it's good that he's taking that on mm-hmm. because that's that's an idea that I think. Well, it's different. It's different because I think Tesla has too much stuff on its uh, on their plate right exactly. now. Exactly. And so, but the 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 plane thing is the the electric plane. I guess I'm not going. You're probably not going to do the electric electric plane thing, yeah, right? Not likely. Yeah, but uh, but the, the idea of like um, electric planes uh, is good because um, the fact that you because electric planes are meant to fly higher mm-hmm. because because uh, like a, an electric plane that that can fly higher. Will fly at a higher altitude, yeah. where there is a, where the uh, the air is in it is at its thinnest, where there's mm-hmm. less less oxygen, right? So when it's at its thinnest, it can fly faster because there's not there's a, there's no wind resist, there's no air resistance, yeah. right? Because of all the material energy. in the air, right? Yeah. And so you can fly faster, burn less fuel mm-hmm. than a seven forty seven flying at thirty five or th- or forty thousand feet. Yeah. So well, and the idea too, like he's he was talking about if I'm if I remember right, the the flight will have a lot to do with the arc, like the arc of descent and the way that the planet moves. Yeah. Like it's not just it's not the idea of like you just go up at a low altitude and fly to Japan. No, no, you're, so you you get height and you come down. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you are in a you're basically flying in a uh if you look at the curve, the curvature of the earth, you mm-hmm. are flying actually like when you come to the point of the of the of the curve, yeah. you're flying basically at a triangle. So you're taking yeah. off, and you're you know when you when you're flying, okay, we now you you take off. You're at your peak. We've reached our cruising altitude. We're cruising altitude. Then it's like we are, we are not beginning our our descent, right? Oh yeah, that's gonna be like like that. It's instantaneous. Yeah, like it's there instantaneous. is no cruising altitude. Yeah, it's like uh, an Edmonton to Calgary flight. You go up and you come down. Mm-hmm. But this is gonna be from Edmonton to Japan. Yeah, you go up and you come down, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Yeah, it's, it's incredible that they're willing to like take those risks, right? Yeah. So like, if you want to fly from like New York to like. Shanghai, for example, that's mm. a forty-five minute flight. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Well, and Qantas just did that um, single fuel tank flight mm-hmm. 
or late last year, right? From New York to Australia? Australia. Yeah. yeah. Was it Sydney? It was New York to Sydney. It was to Melbourne, yeah. To Melbourne. And yeah. it was um Melbourne. And it was... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Melbourne. You gotta say it right, because they get mad. Um, Melbourne. Uh, but it was a, a crew of people who had been like frequent flyers and contest winners and all loyal, like Qantas, like loyal Qantas uh, mm-hmm. fans, travelers, yeah. whatever it was. So it wasn't a full, full flight. But at the same time, it's pretty remarkable that you were able to get that thing from New York to Sydney or to Melbourne mm-hmm. in in one tank. Yeah. At a pretty reasonable speed, too, at a at a pretty reasonable time. Yeah. Like, the, even the... Because once... Because um, that's what uh, Tesla's working on right now is, is Starship. Mm-hmm. Starship will be able to do that. Jefferson Starship? Jefferson Starship, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's Jefferson. Yeah. Because um, yeah, you can take those flights. Like, you can just... Uh, it'll land. You just go You just go up and... Up and down. Up and down. To go, like, it's like how they do a space shuttle. Oh, yeah. It's like that with consumers. You just like... You just take up. You just go up. You just land the, the thing. Uh, the, everything gets refueled. You 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 load up in there. Everyone gets in there. You take off. Well, have you seen those yeah. modular the modular planes? Yeah, the idea of a yeah. modular plane is the the concept is that like you show up for your flight, and you get into your into your pod into your pod. Yeah. So like when the flight's there, the plane itself has got pods that just get loaded into it. Mm-hmm. So whether that thing's early or late, you just show up and you get in your pod and you just wait. You just wait. Yeah. And it's relaxing mm-hmm. and it doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. And you're not in an airport. And when the plane shows up, they take the pod and put it into the plane, and then you just go. Yeah. And the entire the entire idea of it is seamless, and it's um it's open concept, but it still has the same amount of passengers in it, because the planes are things like they're not much bigger by any means, but the same flight that you take on like a seven, uh forty seven or seven seventy seven. Yeah, but the, it is, but the thing is that the, the the space is more utilized properly. It's far more properly utilized. Yeah, because the, the fuselage in a seven forty seven is like mm-hmm. it it is. It is completely. There's a ton of wasted space. A huge and, amount. And, of and plus, there's also like there's there's air pockets in there. There's yeah. like that that just they're just leaking because because at a 747, a traditional F747 will have air pumps in there, just yeah. continuously blasting air in there because 747s are not efficient planes. No. There's air leakage everywhere. There is there yeah. is so much air leakage that causes massive like fuel wastage that causes space wastage. Oh yeah, all that shit that happens. 747s are not like those are even like 727s or 737s. They're <laughs> yeah. not efficient. Uh, they've been around since like the 70s. Well, the, the, the 60s, concepts yeah. around since the 60s, 60s yeah. and seventies, yeah. So they, they're they're old style planes. Mm-hmm. So what these new ones will do is you, your luggage isn't get, isn't going to get wasted in a luggage compartment. Yeah, they'll take it with you unless you have oversized stuff which goes in the back. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you just go into your plane pod and you've got all your crap with you, and it carries the same amount of people. You've got your little group of travelers you're with. Yeah. Generally, you're not mad at each other. Nobody's really. You know, nobody's stressed out because there's more room all of a sudden. Yeah, I think people in like I think the stress goes down because you know you're not going to be in there for an inordinate an amount of time. And crammed. Yeah, you're just going to sit there. You're like, you know what? I'm going to be in. I'm going to be. I'm going to be there in a in like. Is this not going to be like a, a red eye? This is or this is going to be like a long flight. But even if it is, even if it is, but you're going to be like comfortable. You're going to be comfortable. Yeah, your your legs are never crammed against somebody else's. Yeah, seat. It's like you are. Ser- you're flying business class like <laughs> kind of yeah kind of like business class your entire flight yeah your whole flight and then when you show up to the airport they put you in a pod instead of sitting in an area where you're waiting yeah and you're in your pod with your own stuff and your own crap and you're yeah. hanging out oh yeah like the um i think the whole I, the whole idea of like of air travel mm-hmm. is gonna you're gonna see if 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 all this competition to like having like like you know uh you know low or like uh like near earth orbit like um like space travel when it mm-hmm. comes to like just like uh flights to like different cities Satellite if, yeah, once that becomes economically viable, oh, you're yeah. going to see a change in like how like that's going to change everything. Like how, not just because of like how fast the the, the flights are going to be, but like how airports run. Oh, economically, everything like uh, like uh, like you said, it's it's going to be where it becomes cheaper. Yeah, so that it'll be easier to do. Yeah, so more people will do it. 
which will in turn drop the price. Yeah, Because there's exactly. more people out there. Yeah, and like I think the idea of gouging people is going to go away too. Oh yeah, like why would you want to take a 45? And plus, like like luggage, like luggage. Everything I've changed, like the way luggage is handled, they're going to be like, hey, I, why was my 40, I took a 45 minute flight. Yeah. Uh, from New York to Shanghai, why does it take me? For, why does it take me forty five minutes to find my luggage? To get my bags, exactly. Well, and, this time your bags are with you. It's gonna end the pod with you. Yeah, there's gonna be like a like a, a paradigm shift when it comes to like Ooh, how people like, like change. Yeah, so they're absolutely right. I'll tell you what, I uh, I'll be I'll be happy to see that come. I'll be happy when I can when I don't have to deal with travel agents anymore. I got a really good one. My travel agent, he's he's rad. Ron McDonald at uh, at the cruise place. My, I, I have the world's best travel agent. Well, mine's pretty good. Mine's I'm not going to say it's the world's best. I will, I will concede that yours probably is the world's best. You dress nicer than I do, so therefore you probably found a better guy. Uh, you probably will. But my guy's I'm actually, I'm actually amazed you haven't met her yet. Oh, I think I know who yours is. Who's it? <laughs> well, it's got to be uh, Waleed's uh, wife there, right? That's yeah, exactly yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we, we haven't met. Well, I mean, we don't really know each other that well. Yeah. So I will, I will let you butter that toast. Because you know it's it's. You know. If, you, if, if the thing is like, even if you don't know her, yes, you could be like, uh, you could just phone her up, and she, she is like. I'll From what I've heard, she's quite good. She's she's quite good. She's the sweetest person in the world. Yeah. Well, my guy is awesome too. His name is Ron McDonald. Eh? Can you can you beat that? Ron McDonald, at the cruise place. He's rad. Anyway, so I go down to the uh, the place I'll, here in the mall, I'll flight center. <laughs> yeah, think about that. And I was like, because every now and then Ron's busy, can't get a hold of him, so I'll go here to the flight place and ask him to, to set me up. I go in and it's like there's nobody in there but the the girl working the desk and some other broad who works in the mall. They're just hanging out. And like, you know, when you walk into a place, somebody kind of gives you the whole like, hey, I see you there. I'll be right with you. Fucking nothing. And you know what kind of never happens there? Like that never really happens anyway. That mm. I'll be right with you in that place. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of like self-involved, even though they're by, them, by themselves. Mm-hmm. But they're sitting there talking about puppy mills and uh, and like ethical treatment of animals in, in pet stores. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a paying customer, man. I'm going to go in here and give you money yeah. to hook my flight up. And then she's talking about puppy mills and, and how you buy animals and backyard uh, puppy puppy breeders mm-hmm. and all that kind of crap. I'm in there for maybe like two minutes, just standing around, making eye contact, trying to anyway, and not getting anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. And nothing. No, I'll be right with you. No, I see you there. No, hey, how are you? No kind of like gentle brushing aside the other person who works in the mall who's not paying you yeah. to do a service. I was super pissed, man. Like that's the kind of thing that really annoys me. Like, customer service, like good customer service. Like I'll, I'll credit where credit is due. I'll give it where it's due. Yeah. But man, that one was really just a real kick in the ass. Uh, fuck it. Fuck not it. going there anymore. <laughs> flight Center is never getting my business anymore. No, I, I, yeah, that one yeah. Thing. Flight Center is like I don't know. I, I well, they're the McDonald's of um of like buying tickets. Yeah. They're McDonald's of traveling. Tickets. Yeah, like like you just see there. I'm like, oh, let's just go in there. Let's get a ticket. Let's go in there and get my. And remember when you used to see the board? Just walk up and be like, when's that leave? I'll get it because yeah. it's a deal. Like, the it's board's deal, going yeah. out too. So like, I have no reason to walk by there anymore. No. Yeah. The um yeah because now it's a uh, uh yeah because Julie is uh like you just call her up and be like, dude, I'm thinking about even if she even if she's like you know what. Even if like it, it might cost you more to go with like with her, and she's like she'll tell you like you know what, just go in Expedia. She's like yeah. just just do that. It's way simpler. Just book your flight that way, mm-hmm. or book your book your resort that way. But if you're making if you're doing a multi trip kind of thing, like you're going to like this this place this place. Yeah, this she place, hooks all that. She's up. like she's like you need a car, you need a hotel at this place, you need a hostel at this place. Mm-hmm. She'll be like yeah, you need because like I'll do all that stuff. Boom 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 boom. It's like just come meet with me and this we'll sit down and we'll talk. That's about pretty good. Yeah, so she's That's pretty good. She, Julie's the best. Yeah, having a having a like we've, we've mentioned a couple times having a, your go to guy. Or your girl, whoever it is, your go-to in field. It's a uh, super important. That it's super it. important to walk into a place and have somebody who is like ready to help you. And then if they don't know what it is, they'll look it up. 
like just like customer service, man. Yeah, man. I got my guy. Service. I got my guy at Best Buy because I love those guys. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. If you got a good mechanic, the guys, they're worth their weight in gold. Oh man, a good mechanic who doesn't rip you off. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's worth a testicle. Exactly. And uh, and a good like or a good like yeah or a good dealership like mm-hmm. they can do your uh, if they want to do if you want to take it there to get it done. Yeah. You have to know like who, who you're who you're dealing with. Gotta get a good guy. Yeah. A good guy. Yeah. Gotta have a good guy. What I else think, we have? Uh, I think we kind of hit a lot of the stuff. Oh, uh, the Rock's dad died. Rocky Johnson. Yeah. That's uh, kind of rough. And That's, apparently, that sucks. That's a, it does suck. Yeah. That um, super well liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like really was a groundbreaking athlete. Mm-hmm. Say what you will, they're athletes. They're not. Uh, they might be in the in the business of entertainment. Yeah. But these guys are hardcore athletes. The Rock, uh, Soul Man, Rocky Johnson, Tony, uh, Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. Yeah. They were a great tag team. But it looks like Pat Patterson and Vince McMahon might have lost their shit at the funeral. They might have gotten all liquored up. Oh really? Yeah. It turns out they might have really? been drinking. Who knows, right? Because they were they were old school with with Rocky Johnson. They knew him pretty well. But apparently they got like kind of a little bit tipsy and said some shit that some people took the wrong way, and other other people are just like, that's just Vince and Pat. The Rock apparently has no problem with it, but superstar Billy Graham who's just mad at everything. I think he had an issue with it. Um, what's his name? Davy Boy Smith, yeah. Henry Smith. Yeah, Davy Boy Smith's kid. He was like the whole thing was pretty disrespectful. So a lot of people are saying one thing. Some guys are saying the other thing. Uh, that happened in the world of wrestling. Let's see. Becky Lynch was talking about the double standard when it comes to the attention. Not so much the attention given, but the negative attention given towards women's athletes when they botch a show or when they have a bad ending to, to an episode or whatever it is. Yeah, and it's true. Like if you see, like if if John Cena and The Rock have a crappy match. It was kind of like it was just a crappy match. Yeah. Even if it's a main event at a, at a pay-per-view, people yeah. just kind of brush it off like it's a crappy match. Mm-hmm. But if, say, like uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair have a crappy match that ends a pay-per-view, everybody's like, well, that's why women shouldn't headline pay-per-views, mm-hmm. which is bullshit. Yeah. Because the women's division right now, I think, is like head and shoulders above even the cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. They're incredible athletes. They're getting their faces busted open. They're getting more injuries now than they ever have. <laughs> which is a good thing <laughs> which is i mean it's reckless it's bad mm-hmm. but it shows the dedication to the sport yeah, right? yeah exactly to yeah. the to the show like they're in there just giving 110 percent. like mm-hmm. we're seeing flying moonsaults we're seeing superplexes we're seeing top rope cage or top of the cage jumps mm-hmm. seeing stuff that you would never have seen in a women's show yeah during like the the tna era yeah of attitude and it was just like exploding breast implants <laughs> and jerry lawler yelling puppies all the time Fucking Jerry Lawler's back too. I, I, I got he's wrestling, over. right? Nah, he's commentary. Well, he was he was doing wrestling in uh, a little while ago in some like uh, independent circuit, right? Well, he kind of did some stuff uh, four or five years ago. Yeah, I think maybe more than about six years ago. And then Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, yep. the old uh, Dolph Ziggler. He is a, a very high level wrestler and and a high level athlete mm-hmm. at the same time. But he used to do a move where he would do ten elbow drops in a row on your chest, mm-hmm. and they were like he's making contact the whole time. I get a guess number number ten. Got bummed up the old ticker for Lawler because like the week after that or I think two weeks after that he never felt right mm-hmm. and he's sitting there doing commentary and on the desk like, he's he had like, a heart attack he had a heart attack yeah he had a heart attack and they had to take him down the stretcher then Michael Cole also again oh, fucking that guy's Cole. gotta go yeah that guy's gotta terrible. go but he was uh, you might notice that uh, Jerry Lawler isn't here it's because he's been taken to the back to a uh, what do they call it they don't say hospitals they're like a local Local health facility. Yeah, exactly. They never they like, local health word. facility. Yeah, <laughs> McMahon has banned certain words in wrestling. Right, mm-hmm. like you can't say belt. Yeah, you've got to say the championship. Yeah, you can't say hospital. You got to say the local healthcare facility. Mm-hmm. So he said uh, Jerry Lawler. Well, he's back, and I don't know. I there's like commentary seems to be dead. Like actual commentary it used to be a time when you had guys out there. Like I know Mauro Ronaldo takes a lot of shit for what he does at NXT, mm-hmm. but like he knows all the moves. 
He knows the names of them all. He sells them all. Like he's got like he's got ways that will tell you what, what's happening. Mm-hmm. If somebody like gets a, a like a kick to the head, yeah, well, it's a step up in security. Like he he says all the names of the moves. Mm-hmm. You just don't get that in Raw and SmackDown anymore. Well, the well, thing is like the game has changed in, in SmackDown, right? With 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 the with the rest, if the wrestling is going to change and if the times have changed. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna change. Well, yeah, but for the better to, or worse. For the better or worse, but yeah. they still need to know. In my in my mind, like they still need to know the names of the moves, and they got. Oh yeah, like, for that's, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the, what the commentator's job is. Mm-hmm. The color guy has to lose his shit. Like, yeah. Jerry Lawler's got to like snap and lose his mind, right? Mm-hmm. But the new guy he's got, the new tall, skinny Michael Cole, mm-hmm. he's got to know the names of the moves. Yeah, and he's got to call it. Like when when they're doing things, they got to call it. Yeah, but instead they're just like he's got him in a choke. It's like, well, no, there's a name for that particular choke. He yeah. kicked him in the head. It's like, well, there's a name for that kind of kick. Yeah, he's like, yeah, exactly. You know, there's a name for that backbreaker. There's a name for that type of body slam. Yeah, because they're not using those. names. Yeah, because I, th- I think if you were running that that company, you'd be like, uh, like why, are are you not ex- are you not excited about this? Do you even care about this anymore? And fire them all. Yeah, get the fuck get the fuck out of here. Then fire them from yeah. top to bottom. Except Sorry for things. swearing, but like, yeah. No, you're right. I curse yeah. a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with with wrestling talk, mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter didn't call out for stolen valor. Apparently, Sergeant Sorry, Slaughter. Repeat that again. Sergeant Stol- Sergeant Slaughter. Good old Sergeant Slaughter, yep. GI Joe. Yep. Getting called out for stolen valor. Yeah, that's right. I do. Apparently, yeah, I he did, was yeah. never a sergeant. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I was in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I'm like, Sergeant Slaughter. I'm like, I just read that. Yeah. And yeah. his name might not even be Slaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, whatever. He's getting called out by Marines. Yeah. Um, all around and he's he's kind of now wrestling is all about the character mm-hmm. and back then it was like if, if McMahon named you Sergeant Slaughter or your character was Sergeant Slaughter well you live breathe and die that you were a marine drill sergeant and your last name is Slaughter yeah and that's that's gonna be your character right but um, there's that weird gray area that whether or not he was but some guys are saying that even at marine functions when he shows up or at functions where there's like military he still sells it as he, if he was a, he's, he stays in character he's in character yeah like yeah maybe you shouldn't be doing that yeah. and then people are kind of like calling him out on the fact that maybe he's he's kind of doing a stolen valor bit yeah where he's trying to say that no I actually wasn't military my mm-hmm. character comes from the army yeah it's like you need to clarify that a little bit more because you're, you're starting to piss people yeah off. he's not Jesse the body Ventura yeah right Who's that? Who was actually in the military? Um, Buds. Well, he was before before um, not Buds uh, before the seals. He was that that pre version of the seals. Right? Yeah. Uh real motherfucker that guy. God, he's he's great. Jesse the body is great. Yeah. I think uh, I think that's where we kind of stand. There's some more stuff here, like that, that Doctor Pimple Popper is junk food TV. Uh, some guy wants to. Make- My dad loves that Doctor Pimple Popper. I, I can't do it. I, that's cool, man. It's good for him. He's like he watches it and he's like. Uh- I'm like, why are you watching that, Dad? You don't have any. So there's nothing wrong with you. And he's like, he goes, he goes, oh. They, then, but he watched. He watched. Yeah, I caught him watching it once. Hmm. And then there was a, a guy who came in. He had a massive tumor, and she had to like. Uh, it was like the size of like it was almost the size of a pillow. Yeah. And then, as as soon as she was about to cut into it, I said, Dad, I, I turned the TV off. I'm like, Dad, don't don't watch this. Yeah, you don't need to see that. No, you're gonna see like you're gonna see like. Cottage cheese. You're gonna, you're gonna see cottage like just blowing right out. He's like, what is that? What's inside there? I'm like, you don't yeah. want to. You don't want to see it. Like, I just don't understand. To me, it's just, it's junk food TV and it's for people who have nothing better to do. Yeah. Like, you're not willing to learn anything. You're not going to learn anything from that. You're no. not, not going to tell me what the medical condition was that got all that cottage cheese in them. No. So, I just, I don't yeah. know. I told my dad, I said, yeah, he goes, because um, now he uh, he has Netflix and YouTube uh-huh. on his TV. I said, why don't you just go on YouTube and start doing research on stuff that you're interested in? Yeah. If then, you want to know what that tumor was. Yeah. He's like, can, you, can, I, can I do that? And I said, yeah, why don't you, you can just take your iPad and stream it 
to the big TV so you can mm-hmm. watch it. And he's like, ah. Ah, but beware of the algorithm, Dad. The yeah. algorithm will the, only show you cottage cheese tumors. Yeah. If that's all you're looking yeah. at. Don't I said don't watch that. It'll it'll make you sick. Yeah. It'll 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 gross you yeah, out. You, yeah, you'll get a gag reflex for sure. I was kind of saying also that um there's that dude who's charging parents of autistic kids mm-hmm. like fifteen thousand dollars a pop to take them to like Mexico or some shit and make them eat poop. Yeah, this whole like thing where they're putting like they're doing like a, a stool transplant. It's very it's very complex, but his name is uh what's his name? Jason Klopp. So you gotta take a look at that. Go go look that up. Go look that up and prepare to be pissed off. Okay. Yeah, prepare to get mad at a guy who is taking a lot of money from people who otherwise probably can't afford it to get their kids to do a stool transplant because he's apparently gonna cure autism. That's as bad as the anti vaxxers, man. It's a, it's a, I am I am anti anti vaxxer. So what was he trying to cure? He's trying to tr- cure or treat autism. His name is Jason Klopp, and he's doing stool transplants, like poop transplants. It's completely asinine, hundred percent asinine. Uh, let's see, we had this Rogers. is what this film's good for. It is good for that. Yeah, I was also talking about how all the people who are like when Roger Federer got called out by the Thunberg there, Greta Thunberg, and all that crap. I sincerely hope her clothes are all made by hand in a factory that doesn't have any kind of carbon footprint. Or Sri Lankan kids or Bangladeshi kids yeah, like working I, the fingers to the bone. Yeah, like the, obviously that one hit home for me, right? But like at the same time, it's like, uh, um, like you have to be like, I must think you have to be careful like who you talk to about these kind of things. Like, yeah. you know, Roger Federer can be, you know, that's fine. Like every, everyone is open to like, to, like cool. to criticism, right? That's totally fine. And, uh, but uh, um, if you, like he, but he's someone who can like, but I think when you're going to people like Roger Federer or whatever, or, Anyone who's in a position to do something good, right? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't criticize people. You you just go like, hey, granted, maybe the bank he's working for, that that, that, uh, that the, the one of his uh, sponsors was, yeah. um, is they're behind all this stuff, right? Like yeah. they're they're doing this stuff, this stuff, and this stuff, right? So why instead of um, like I, I like I, I don't mind her like, at all, right? Like I, I have no issues with I her no as a human being at all whatsoever or right? her message. Yeah, so like I but I think like you know there's. Uh, um, maybe they, when she first started out, the whole idea of getting making sure that her voice was heard is to be yeah. angry and like you know and all these protests and stuff like that. But I think like you now that you're in, that everyone's heard you. Yeah. Now it's time for you to like um, either uh, you know obviously keep educating yourself on any on, on the subjects that you're that you're worried about or you're concerned about. But like yeah, but but uh, start teaming up with people and be like you know what because like, yep. because you're a face too now. Oh, you're you're not just a face. You're a brand. Yeah, you're a brand now. You're the right? brand of yeah. Anti- so like yeah, so use change. that like and, and yeah. just be like you know what okay. okay you know, me and Fred, me and Roger Federer are announcing that we're going to be doing this initiative now, right? Yeah. So instead of saying like, "Oh, you work for this bank, you do this," and like, you're uh, this, you're that, you're garbage. Yeah. So I then, think, and then Roger Federer, like, he's a one of the nicest athletes you'll probably on the pretty planet. reasonable dude. Yeah. So he, but he at the might same be, time, yeah. if she had gone up to him and been like, "Hey, so I noticed you're dealing with these people who might be corporate monsters." Yeah. Let's let's make a change. Yeah. How about that? How yeah. about we announce that we're teaming up together to make a change in the way that you structure the way where your money's coming from, where your money's going to, who you're working with, are they climate friendly? Mm-hmm. And and make that the public thing you're talking about, rather than just being like, you're a piece of shit, monster, Roger Federer. Yeah. And then your it, banks are hookers. Because it, it puts him in an awkward position. It totally does. And he's like, he's sitting there and he's like, well, um, do you understand? But, but his response was very well. Very, very yeah, well. It was good. Yeah, it was, it was good. And so, he, but uh, he's like, but then people are saying that, uh, and now, like some other tennis players are, are like saying, like, "Oh, it's not fair how much money like Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal." You know, Roger Federer is going to be a billionaire. That's cool, man. Think about that. He's going to be the first billionaire tennis player. <laughs> that's that's actually that's nuts. Good. That's actually not not too bad. At all. Yeah. No, but my my point to that is, uh, it comes back to the, I, I've told the story a few times. I think I've told it here lately. Is the idea of that one dude who came to Reds 
Mm-hmm. Um, we had a car full of girls show up, yeah. like a big stretch Humvee. Pulls up in the front, and this dude, he's, I don't know, he's hes not under, he's not not well-dressed. He's not well-dressed, but he's not not, he's wearing regular clothes. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure most of it, I would say everything he's wearing is probably made in a third world country in a factory that puts out a huge amount of carbon. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's yelling at these little girls because he thinks they're part of the problem because they're coming in a stretch Humvee. Like they're carpooling. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring like 16 Humvees. Yeah. 16 of them got into one Humvee yeah. and came over here. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're destroying the environment. You're awful. Talk to your parents about saving the environment. Like, motherfucker. Like, if you were your shoes made in a factory that, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't make rubber because the, rub- the soles look rubber to me. Yeah. Is all your crap made by hand? Like, in your basement? Did you yeah. make all the shit you're wearing? Because I'll bet your tags all say like Guatemala or Bangladesh or Sri Lanka or something on them. Yeah. Man, where were they made? Do you know? So I think at this point now, you've gotten to where, look, you've made your point about climate change. Mm-hmm. We hear you. We understand you. We know you're right. Because she is. Mm-hmm. Everything she's saying is in the right. Mm-hmm. But it's rather than pointing fingers now, like you said, it's time to start aligning yourself with these people who maybe are not in the right mm-hmm. and helping them yeah. build your brand by yeah. helping change, right? Because I'll bet you, like all of her clothes, man, where is that nylon made? Yeah. Where are these factories where your stuff is getting made from? Yeah. Because maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're not taking jetliners to get to where you're going to, but your your whole system isn't clean. Yeah, like very, like very little, very like, like most people are like, like I guaranteed, like no matter what you've used in your life, it's mm-hmm. somewhere. It's somewhere, man. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- oh, that's a great way to put yeah. it. No matter what you've used in your life. It is somewhere. Yeah. So don't think, don't act like you're like, I'm not saying that what she's doing is wrong, but I'm saying no. like, you know, but you have to like be careful. Yeah. You can't just do a broad brush stroke about anything. Yeah. And just be like, you know what? I, uh, you know, put, put point the finger at yourself first and just be like, you know what? I've noticed that I've been doing this kind of stuff. I'm trying to better myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's time for like the, if I can, if I should do it, because I want to spread the message out to everybody. And like you know what we can we can all do this exactly yeah so I think that I think that's I think this is evolution yeah so like I understand like you know sometimes you need to like uh, really push the narrative because like because the the process is just way too slow mm-hmm. but uh, there's a certain point where you can't you can't you have to stop yelling at people and just and start like start accusing people of doing this you're, you're doing this this and this right yeah whether it's true or not that's fine yeah but you can't like because if Roger if a bank that is his sponsor who pays him whatever hundred million dollars a year. Um, is doing these kind of things. Um, you can go, like, maybe it's easier to talk to Roger Feder than to go to that bank, mm-hmm. but go to him and be like, you know what? I think it goes, uh, this, these are my concerns. Yeah. And be like, uh, you know what? Uh, what do you think? And then like, you know, like, oh, how, what, what's the, what's, what's a better way to, to, to go, but how can we bring some like real, I don't, cause I don't want you exactly. to, cause I don't want you to like drop that. Cause I don't want to affect your livelihood, even though you have like, you have $900 million, but like, um, but I don't want you to lose sponsors over this, but like, like you know, like I want you, I would like you to join my initiative. Yeah, like, it's or time in, to stop in, calling them out in any in any volume that you can, right? Yeah, that's. I think that would work better. Ex- oh, far better than going to like you're a, you're a piece of shit. You're doing this and this and this, right? Because that's what it feels like. It that, feels like it's all part of a call out. That, when really it should be part of a team up. That's that's the vibe you get from that. It's like you're, yeah. and then because like you can hear his response. He's like, well, oh. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, that's well, that's kind of weird. Know. I guess I, I guess I have raped goats. Yeah, I guess. It's like, yeah, it's like you know. I mean, just because the company where I invest my money, look, man, and that it, it's it's complicated. It's not easy. I mean, you could be investing your money in places or getting payment from places that are corporate monsters mm-hmm. and not know about it. Yeah, but I mean, you're not a monster like by association. You didn't yeah. cover up a murder. Uh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not the one who's doing this, right? Yeah. But I'm in a position to do something about it, right? Yeah. And so uh, why don't we? 
approach it that way. Here, check this out. So, like uh, the Simpsons, Mister Burns the monster. Yeah, Smithers knows he's burying cans and cans and buckets of friggin' Radio nuclear waste. waste. Yeah, Smithers is a monster by association because he's not he's not stopping it. Yeah, Homer's a dummy with a job. Yeah. Roger Federer is just a dude of the job, man. Yeah. He is the Homer Simpson of the situation. Yeah. He's and like, Lisa is yelling at him for being a monster. Mm-hmm. He's not a monster. He's beating her. I just have a job. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's, uh, it's, yeah, there's just, just better ways of, there's better ways of dealing with it, dealing with things. So. Yeah. I, I think, I think, um, you're right. There are better ways of dealing with it. I think there are, there's an evolution that's happened in her message. And I think that needs to be addressed now. Yeah. And all I the kids so. out there too, who are still screaming about climate change, look at your wardrobe. I want you to look at your My Little Ponies. Yeah. The plastic didn't just show up by magic. Look at all the stuff that you got. Yeah. Start start walking to school. Yeah. It start, it's time to start walking the walk. Yeah. You take, your, take your bike everywhere. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're talking the talk. It's walking the walk time. Because mm-hmm. I wash out the potato chip bag before I put it in the recycle bin. Mm-hmm. Do they? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're a monster because they don't wash out the potato chip bag. Mm-hmm. And nobody's buying our recycled materials because exactly. their ass isn't yeah. clean. And you know, some people sometimes yeah. some people don't even realize that some people don't even realize that sometimes when you when you recycle your stuff, yeah. it doesn't even get recycled. No man, you gotta wash that okay. shit. You know what? Even like you know, if you go to Starbucks, I even asked that that one lady. She we were that one. I think I was getting. I got a. I think I told you I got a matcha green tea, but I got mm-hmm. it with with a coconut milk, and it was just garbage. Oh yeah, I, that, I was saying that story. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny story. Yeah. So then I, she's like, yeah. I, I told her. I said, yeah, this is disgusting. And she goes, yeah, I told you it was right. And then mm-hmm. she, then because uh, it, it 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 curdles. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> and so, uh, but then and, I, and she gave you a heads up. Yeah. She, oh, she totally told me. She told me about that, right? And she, I didn't. I didn't want to ask her for a refill. And um, but then like she said. Um, we were talk- We just started talking about. It. I said, "Yeah, I want to. I'll just, I'll just put this in the recycle." She goes, "We don't recycle. It's all going to the garbage." She's like, "She's like, we don't. No, those they're both garbage." He's like, "It's uh, it's it all goes. He's like, it all goes out." So Starbucks is. Uh, I'm not saying they're all like that, but like that particular place didn't do it. The the truth is, if you take that Starbucks cup that you've got there mm-hmm. and it's recyclable, every part of that is recyclable. You take that thing and you put it in a recycle bin the way it is. It's not getting recycled. No, like the um, I there's too much organic material in that thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a milk container and it's a recyclable and you take it to a recycle place to get recycled, if you haven't rinsed that thing out, then all that thing is, is because all your recyclable material gets homogenized Mm -hmm. and then it gets tested to see how much organic parts per million it's got. Yeah. And then if it's got a a threshold number, wherever we sell it to, whether it's China or Japan or Germany or wherever it goes to, they're going to give us a thumbs down fart sound Mm -hmm. and tell our recycles to hit the road. Yeah. Because that's just how it works. So, like, you've got to rinse all your shit out before you take it to the recycle place. And if you're not doing it, then you're tainting my recycled materials that I'm really trying hard to recycle. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, all it takes is, like, a couple dickheads to taint all that stuff and it goes to crap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are ways to get around it. And, I mean, that that's a thing. Like, are, are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? Or are you calling people out while still being part of the problem thinking that you're part of the solution? Yeah, it's... Um, it's- it's nice to be triggered and like uh, and be loud about it. Yeah. But you have to uh, um, you have to check yourself first. <laughs> you check really yourself. Do. Yeah, because like, you have to like you really have to like be like um, be self aware of like because the last thing you want to do is be caught. It's like it's like going to like a um, a referendum for like with a bunch of scientists, right? Because they're all each trying to prove each other wrong, right? Yeah. And if there's there's no um, if you're wrong, you're wrong, right? But like uh, the last thing you want to do is be embarrassed. <laughs> That's a really good point because you're caught. Yeah. Well, you're caught in your own stupidity or your naivety. Yeah. So, like, let's say you're going, you're, let's say you're going to a scientific conference, for example, right? And mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're saying, you know what, this is my theory, and all this is, uh, this is what I think, right? Let's, let's say it's on, um, let's say it's on dark matter, for example, right? If you, if you go out there 
and give your premise out there and uh people are like <laughs> they all just it, it's just a lot of silence and blinking yeah you just sit there and they like lawrence krauss is looking at you and he's like could you imagine if he got up? He's like, actually, uh, any questions? And then the whole crowd raises their hand. You'll be like, because you you want to avoid uh, peer embar embarrassment. Well, what well, it's the old saying, man. So it's you better have to, to keep that yapper shut. Yeah, and make them think it might be stupid. Yeah, so you have to like you you should yeah like literally know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, and like be and and be like, uh, yeah, and just make sure that no one can say anything about you. I, that that's number one. Yeah. No, like we've we've said it a couple times that are um because we okay look for the most part this this be, is a be undisputable podcast. I should be say. undisputable. Yeah. This is a comedy podcast. We talk a lot of shit. We barely research stuff. We talk about things that we talk about with the rest of our friends. We just do it here so they can hear us talking about. Yeah, it. like I don't want to pretend to. I don't talk about things I I that I don't want to say things I don't know about. Ah, we always yeah, do it. we do it all the time. Yeah, but like, the thing is we're doing it in a in a way it's in jest. Totally, yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. We don't claim to know what we're talking about. We're just talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. That's it. But we're trying very hard to know more about what we're talking about. Well, yeah. There's like the, I think everybody should do that. Well, well. To be fair, like we we do like every time I d discuss something, I don't want to talk uh, if I don't know anything. If mm -hmm. I don't know anything about it, I yeah. won't like. Uh, I will not argue about it. Good point. Yeah. So I will not. You won't make I'll, a stance and debate because and argue. Yeah, because this what, what we do here is not debate. No. So it's not about that. It's about, it's about talking about things that we're interested in, right? The BS and BSFW is barely safe, but it's also for bullshit. Bullshit, yeah, exactly. You bullshit a lot around yeah. here. So like the, um, so that's the, that's the, that's the thing too. So if you, if you can be undeniable mm -hmm. when you're talking about something, that's great because then yeah. someone can uh, you can either that's when that's when you, your point will be uh, um, taken by someone. But like, you know what? I'll think about this, right? Mm -hmm. It won't be you can't go out there and say like I, th I think about this, this, and this, and then someone can be like, uh, no, that's actually not right. That's completely off. -path. How do you know? I'm like, trust me, I know. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, what's it called? Did you watch the Game Changers debate on the Rogan show? Yeah. When you got uh, James Wilk there and, uh, and then Cresser? Yeah. You got one guy who has researched and backed up everything that he's going to say about his particular topic in reference to how Cresser has spoken about it. Mm -hmm. Not in reference to the way the rest of the world sees it. Not in reference to like the way the rest of the world debated, debated about, about it, it, yeah. But just in the way that Cresser's talked about it. Mm -hmm. Cresser went in there trying to debate it, and he got destroyed. Mm -hmm. He ended up looking like an idiot because he made a bunch of claims about something, yeah. And then his own claims got disputed, yeah. Rightfully so, yeah. And that just seems to be like the way a lot of things happen. Like I mean, with us, we're just goofing around, but a lot of things happen where somebody comes in, kind of makes a bunch of broad statements. But then lists a lot of what they're talking about as fact. Mm -hmm. And somebody else with more knowledge comes out and he's like, this is what you said about me. Mm -hmm. Now tell me what you said about me. Yeah. This is what you said. Yeah. Back it all up. Mm -hmm. And they can't. So it just gets blown up, right? Yeah, you should exactly. you should like you said, be undisputable. Mm -hmm. Be undeniable. Yeah. Have have sources and cite those sources. Mm -hmm. No, we don't need to do that shit because we're just bullshitting. Yeah. Like it's like not nah, don't uh um just don't repeat what you heard on like late night talk shows. Yeah, man, because uh, they don't want to talk about about, uh, <laughs> about news and stuff like that. Like, that's not Stephen Colbert doesn't know shit about fucking politics. No, man, <laughs> Stephen Colbert knows about Lord of the Rings, and that's it. that's it. And he's a nerd. And he's a nerd, and it's a comedy show. Yeah. Those are all comedy shows. First, they are not where you should be getting your news. No, it's like all that stuff that you hear on the shows is like you can. Uh, it's their interpretation. It's like it's their way of, of delivering it in a, in a comedic way. No, you're you're right. The interpretation. Yeah. So like it's it's the because um, all those shows are very left. They're left leaning. Yeah. Like the person I actually I like I, I actually like I do like Seth uh, uh, Seth uh, Seth Myers. Yeah, he's quite good. He's good. He's he shits on both. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the 
but you like but the thing is like that's not a source for anything no no it's like it's, it's a way to keep up to date with stuff but it's like if you want to learn about stuff you go online and you 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 dig deep exactly yeah yeah you're right take yeah. a look at what they're saying on the comedy shows and then do a deep dive yeah like oh snopes really? is your friend yeah snopes is your best friend Politico, maybe not even, but Snopes, mm -hmm. that is your homie. Yeah, so like if you, if you hear about that, be like, oh, this, this is what's going on in the impeachment trial. I'm like, oh, you know what? Here, let me dig deep. Let me yeah. let, let me just let me just snoop around and be like, you know what, what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. And so, but to say that, because uh, like there's certain things about you know Lev Parnes and uh, Rudy Giuliani <laughs> and all those guys. Yeah, do your own research about it, right? And you're you know what? You're gonna have a really fun time. You will. Because truth is, this is our Cause, cause, yeah, because that's our soap opera. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what. That's what Seth's doing. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing he's doing, man. He's digging deep and like there's so much fun. Yeah. I, I know it sounds weird to say there's a lot of fun in there, but there's a lot. It's a lot of intrigue, political intrigue, fun kind of crap. We're we're living all that Watergate stuff that we used to read about. Mm -hmm. We're currently in it. It is our present live action history. Yeah. I would say that what those guys do is that they take the flowers and they rip them out of the ground and they show it to us. And they're like, yeah, they're like, look how this is what's going on. But the roots is like that's what you should yeah. be looking at <laughs> you should be digging into the roots that's, you should be like okay this is what's really going on that's a really good analogy yeah, so yeah we're seeing all the flowers it's like, mm -hmm. hey look at the flowers yeah but like there's what, what's in the root how can that root smell so bad what are those worms doing there exactly why is your dad putting salt on it yeah exactly. oh why is that oh there's a <laughs> that tree that's in the yard oh that that's gonna break it that's gonna break into my house that's gonna smash everything that tree out there yeah the orange leaves yeah, they're born, the, the, the roots are growing <laughs> they're going long the roots are really getting in here yeah lifetime presidency you say Oh God, yeah. um, I think we kind of hit everything. We uh, we had a pretty good time just talking shit about all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of the end of it. Oh yeah, don't be a don't be a tourist. That that, that was one. Th we'll we'll get to that next time because there's some stuff going on. A few of us might be leaving the country for a little bit. But I'm just uh, in that. My mindset was all about the uh, don't be a tourist, be a traveler. Yeah, because like nobody oh, yeah. likes tourists. No, uh, be a traveler. And no. then if you're gonna talk about like you said, if we're gonna talk about stuff. Um, have your boots in the ground. If you're gonna, if you're gonna compel me to be on your side, I need to see you with your boots on the ground, fighting for what you're compelling me to be on your side. With. Yeah, the. Uh, um, that's all I got. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Um, just because that came up later on in some other stuff from the last episode with some people I was talking about. Yeah. Get your boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, at backside attack. Have a safe. Alrighty. That's yeah. the end of the show. Uh, the music's been playing for a while. Peace out. <laughs>